I finished two Metroid games this week. Oh, oh, are we starting? Are we, are we, uh, have we begun the podcast? Oh yeah, we are. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I figured, I figured we could probably like, we could probably riff on about stuff for like, you know, an hour without actually recording anything. Yes. But... No. Yeah. I just, I wanted to be sure. Cause sometimes, sometimes when we're talking about life things, it's, it's off. And now then it's on and that's all we should. That's that's true. That's true. (laughs) No. Welcome to the retro breakdown. The (laughs) podcast has started. We are not talking about personal life things that will not be recorded and broadcast anymore because that gets weird and uncomfortable. And that's not what the podcast is about most of the time. Most of the time. Yes. Most of the time. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind getting into a little bit of like real life personal stuff once in a while because i do think that like who we are as people is part of the podcast but this is sure just but when like, we're talking about other people then it then it's i don't mean like negatively but i mean like our spouses yeah then, in, then, in, then you in start a personal to, way yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah then it's then it's a little different so two metroid games both of which we shouldn't talk about because they're yeah, going to have their neither own of which is the focus of today's podcast <laughs> although i mean we are covering someone else with an arm cannon it's true, which is a connection that I never really actually thought about before until just now. Oh, yeah. Mega Man and uh, and Samus are they're, they're totally best friends. Best which friends is weird, because sure. why did all the Smash people ship Samus and all the all the Smash people like were like Samus and Little Mac forever? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, there was a there was a weird thing when uh, when Little Mac made it into I think it was Smash Four on the Wii U that they added. Maybe, Little maybe Mac. they're just like Nintendo properties or something. Well, I mean it's Smash. Well, I guess Mega Man's not. Uh, I don't know. Is Mega I Man think, any think, company's property? I don't think it went any anymore. further than we think they look cute together. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a Tumblr post. And possibly also, Mega Man is a literal child. Yeah. I I would like to say that that would be a barrier for entry, but it I shouldn't be and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what matters. <laughs> we are like we are talking world. about Mega Man Legends this week, which prior to playing it, I thought was a very different thing than it ended up being. And oh, really? I, you didn't know what it was? I had no idea what Mega Man Legends was. I <sighs> legitimately thought <laughs> that Mega Man Legends, before booting the game up, yes, I legitimately thought that that <clears throat> game was like a sort of like Mega Man 2D remastered. No, you didn't. I seriously did. I had no idea. I, I oh, wow, literally that's funny. thought it was like it was going to be like a, a Symphony of the Night style. Like, you know, Dude, this, that'd is be a, dope. this is a I'd play that. Yeah, right. Like. Mega Man Metroidvania? Yeah, I mean, I've just been playing Metroid, but (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Oh, God, you're right. It is just a Metroid. It is just actually Metroid. It would just be, yeah, it would would literally just be Metroid. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'd play it, sure. I like Mega Man. <laughs> no, seriously, I went into Legends and did not actually know what that game was in the slightest. So, oh it, man, it, that must have been quite the surprise. It was very surprising to suddenly be in like first person, or like or like third, close like third, third person. person. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it, like I, I did one of the very first games to be set up like that. On, I'm pretty sure, at least on console. I, I don't know if there's PC games like that because it was I before Ocarina that, of Time and all that stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, I know Legends predates um, Ocarina of Time. Which is why it doesn't have Z-targeting because only Nintendo can Which is why it innovate. doesn't have Z-targeting and apparently the second one does. The, yeah, the second one has a much nicer control setup, is my understanding. Yeah. I've never played it, so I don't know. I also have not played it, so I also don't know. But but yeah, we'll get into more of that later. Because um, I totally played Legends. Hey. You know what, um, did you, did you see what I was playing yesterday? Cause I, I want to, I want to shout this out actually. Uh, I saw the title Chikori, the colorful game. Like I, I saw it at the, one of the, the, um, Nintendo directs or whatever, the indie one from like a mm-hmm. month ago. I have it on like a, I don't know. I have like a, have you ever heard of the website Deku deals? Yeah. Uh, so I just have it on there as like my wish list of stuff. I threw it on there. Yeah, uh, but I don't. I didn't. List. I didn't watch. I didn't watch you play it at all because it looked interesting. It mm. is very, very cute. I, I will say that that is a game that sold me with style and writing, and the gameplay is good. Oh, cool. Um, so like it's, it's a very simple sort of um. I guess I'd call it like puzzle platformer, in a sense. Um, okay. So it's not just like coloring stuff in. There's actual. Oh yeah, there's actual like so there's there's <clears throat> bits that you have to get to where and they're very simple. They're not difficult to figure out for the most part. Actually, that's not true. I did see you at the end where you were fighting what looked like an Undertale boss suddenly. Yeah. What the heck is that? Yeah, that was a thing. Um. So yeah, the bosses are a whole thing, but like most of the gameplay is just you go through this sort of coloring book world and you color stuff in as you as you feel like it or don't if you just want to play the game. It's totally optional in most cases. Oh, that's nice. Um, but you uh, and there will be some things where it's like, hey, you uh, you you've got that brush. Would you would you help me out and, and throw some color on this and like make a design? It'd be super cool. That's and, cute. And then it gives you the little Mario paint screen and you can do as much or as little as you want. But like most of the game is actually like story driven and you uh, there's a whole there's a whole like <laughs> almost Zelda like puzzle aspect of like trying to figure out how to get through each screen using your really uh, using your your paintbrush skills, which grow and develop as you go. Um so, for instance, there's a um, there's a bunch of doors where it's like you have to find a password and the password is basically like a there's like a four by four or a five by five like dot grid. OK. And you have to find you have to color in certain dots like a password, but you have to find that somewhere else. So it's either printed somewhere or it's like or it's sort of implied there's like a similar pattern. You have to like see that and, and figure out what the dots are. Sure. Um, there's also things in the environment where like if you hit this with paint, it'll explode and that'll blow up rocks. So you have like a sort of you have a sort of think like um, think like bomb plants in Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. where it's like you don't get bombs, 
but there are places where there are bombs and you have to figure out what you're supposed to do with them. Okay. Hey, um, side note about bomb plants. Yeah. Um, so you know how usually you pick up a bomb plant and it just explodes, right? Or you can like set it down. Yes. And then that's it. You know what's really cool about Skyward Sword? What's you, cool about you, Skyward Sword? You can pick up the bomb plant and uh-huh. then just put it in your bomb bag. Oh, so it and then it just becomes a bomb. Yeah. Then it just, so you can it, just pick the bomb like you're picking a berry. Yeah. For use later. Yes, it's awesome. I completely forgot about that mechanic, and I picked up the. I mean, I'm already done with the game, but when I was playing it, I uh, uh, I picked it up and was like, "Oh, I don't need this," and I put it away by accident. I was like, "Wait, what? Oh, that's so cool! That's how you that's how you fill up your bomb bag. You never have to buy them, and you don't get them as drops or whatever." Well, I think you do sometimes. Yeah, you do sometimes. But mm. the I, I always just filled up on I picking up. Aside from- I was like, "Wow, that's great." Aside from Link to the Past, where it's sort of the randomizer sort of forces you to do this because of, um, you know, the randomizer, randomizer logic. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't believe I have ever bought bombs in any Zelda game ever for any reason. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it's the option's still there. And it's like you could do it right. Right. I, I'm, I totally agree with but you. But I, you... I what I'm the point I'm getting at is like I have never seen any particular reason to buy bombs. Because they, yeah, they give them to you because all the they, time. yeah, because they drop so frequently. So yep. the fact that in Skyward Sword they give you yet another reason to never ever buy bombs is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really appreciated that that aspect of of just putting the bomb in your bag though, because I was like, man, I, I had thought about it like when I had played other Zelda games that had the bomb flowers. Like it'd be nice if you could just like keep these. Yeah. So it's like, oh, hey, cool, thanks. Literally literally specifically farm them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like actually i would play a zelda farming game i'd play any farming game though so that's not i was gonna say saying much <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know breath of the wild 2 maybe maybe that'd be awesome. i feel like I... I feel like actual field cultivation was about the only thing missing from that game <laughs> man I would love it. So th- there was, I-, I wish there was like an MMO where there was people that did the adventuring, but then there was also people that had to like help actually supply the adventurers as opposed to the adventurers being expected to farm all that stuff themselves and like kill monsters and everything. Cause I'd love to be in an MMO where I literally am just farming and giving people that want to go do the raids, like their food, like they come buy their food mm. and supplies from me, the farmer. And I never, I never have to do a raid. I just, I just farm all the time and fish or whatever. That's like, really close to what Reseteer is. Yes. Yes. I would love that as like an MMO. And That'd like, be cool. and to an extent, like, um, like sort of the Atelier games are like that, but you also do all your own adventuring. So, right. But I, yeah. I, I no, I guess you have to get your stuff from somewhere. It would it would just be fun if there was a setup like that, so you could be like, you know, that you'd, you'd be on your little server and people would come like, oh, dude, this guy's got he's got sweet prices for his his delicious snacks. <laughs> I would love that so much. Yeah, like it, it, there's a version of that that exists already, which is just like spamming the chat with like <laughs> selling blah 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 yes, for this much. Yeah. But it's not the same because. But like having you're an not... act, like you're talking about having like an actual storefront. Yes. Where, and you can actually just set up, like, you can just put things out on the shelf. 
Right, and, and there'd and there'd be like a certain number of people that could realistically do it. Obviously, there'd be lots of issues, and there'd be weird things that happen. Yada yada yada. I'm just thinking theoretically there, how that could be fun. No, there if, totally there were totally would be issues, but like if you built the game around that idea and like yeah. developed an actual economy, that'd be so cool. That, it would be super cool. Um, yeah, because they'd have to somehow limit because th- then you could have like farming. Like a farm group that's all about doing that stuff for I don't know the the biggest guild on the server I don't know I think it could just be super fun yeah um, there was I remember I there being the talk idea. about yeah right there was a there was I remember there was talk about uh, I can't think of the name that's why I'm hesitating to to speak I think there was I think it was Eve Online they're going to make a console version mm. of Eve that was going to sync with the PC version but the console version was going to be like the troops that the PC commanders are sending out and they would somehow link together as some bigger. I remember this. I don't remember the details explicitly, but I remember thinking that that sounded awesome to me where it was, you know, it was going to be like a, the console was like a first person shooter type game or third person shooter or whatever it was like call of duty or gears of war or something. Mm -hmm. And then the, it would somehow synchronize with the MMO version, but it would be, two different parts of the same game and i that sounded really cool i don't want to play eve ever and i don't want to really play any first person shooters much anymore but the idea of that was exciting to me because it just hopefully got me one step closer to someday having uh the the game that i was just talking about because i've i've wanted that ever since i first heard about like what an mmo could be (laughs) yeah yeah. that idea of just being like the farmer for for the server kind of a thing but literally a farm not not farming items (laughs) Like, not everybody gets their... Not everyone gets their jollies from, like, high adventure. Mm-hmm. Some people just want their, you know, some people just want their their quiet life. Well, dude, what if... Okay, like, so what if you were the person that handled all that stuff, but you could watch the adventurer team somehow, like, in the game world? Like, let's say you're, like... Like, they've little... all got GoPros. <laughs> yeah, like, like, you're watching their adventure, so you can be a part of the world first kill, but you're watching it on, like, yeah. your little handheld monitor that you have a display window of while you're while you're fishing. Yeah, like, you're, to you're... me, that would be so awesome. <laughs> I mean, if, uh, like, ultimately, you're just spectating, right? Yeah, yeah, but you, but you made it happen because, like, they're eating your food that, that, yeah. that they're then healing themselves or buffing themselves or however food works in their world. Like, I don't know. Um, I will. Okay. So here's what I'm going to say to you. Okay. I would not play that game. I already know this, (laughs) but I would think that that game is super cool for existing. (laughs) (laughs) The only way (laughs) you've seen it before when I, when I watch like a Nintendo direct or something. Yeah. And I'm like, the exact line is, Oh, that's super cool. Oh, that's so neat. I like that a lot. I'll never play that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I completely understand. It is that exact feeling, specifically. Yeah, that's that that is that would be like a dream come true that one day will probably never happen. But if it does, I'll be I'll be first in line for sure. If that's even I guess you really don't need to be in a line anymore, but Nope. <laughs> I think it's it's more of a it's more of a digital queue, right? I was about to say I'll be I'll be first in the digital queue, but I won't actually be because that's probably impossible. Yeah, no, that's that's for robots only. <laughs> that's yeah, especially if there's product purchasing involved. Yes, yeah, like only bots get PS5s. <laughs> it's, and, yeah, it's true. And graphics cards and, and apparently amiibos, especially and amiibos. Yes, and Pokemon cards and Pokemon cards. 
and literally anything of any value because we live in a society where that's not only okay, it's actually applauded. <laughs> and also things that don't have actual value, but enough people have applied value to them that they now have value. Yes. Oh, cool. Um... <laughs> That's the exact right response to where we went with that. <laughs> oh yeah, cool. Yep, this yep, this world is a thing. Mm. I, want, I wanted to say we live in a society, but that that has a, a completely different connotation now. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what we live in a society means anymore. <laughs> Me neither, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh god. So Wow. Uh, I know okay. I know you've been playing two Metroid games and we're going to have a podcast on on the original Metroid and Fusion coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yes. Might I suggest not streaming just in your personal time when you're done with the first Metroid cuz it's short. Um, I finished it this afternoon actually. There you go. I'm going to highly suggest you you queue up uh you you queue up the Game Boy Metroid as well. Uh, Return of Samus. Yes, not not the 3DS one. You could play the 3DS one, but it's much much longer and and more involved than complicated. I mean, it's yeah. not like a hard game, but you know what I mean. It's like a a more modern version of Metroid. I don't know. I something I learned playing Fusion. Yeah, and to a lesser extent the first one, but mostly Fusion because Fusion actually has modern controls. Mm -hmm. I'm bad at Metroid. That's okay. Like I I it's something about those games the the way they control is just like man I just like. <laughs> I brute force almost every boss. I've played like every single Metroid. We talked about this and I, I still am like, yeah, I'm just going to get one more energy tank so I don't have to think. <laughs> <laughs> I could learn the fight or I, I think like Metroid's kind of cool about that. Like even Super Metroid has that one boss where you. Oh, can God, just, Phantom like... or not no, Phantom, no, no, not uh, Phantom. Uh, 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 dry. Uh, Christ, what's his name? It's the one that picks you up. Yes, I can't think of its name. And you can I, grapple beam into the little Drakeon or something. Dry. Uh, I don't actually remember. Dra Dragon. I think it's Dragon. Oh, is I that think it? You're right. Dragon. Dragon. Yeah, Dragon that's or it. Something like, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, where where you can fight it normally, or you can freaking electrocute his ass. <laughs> you can electrocute it through you. It's so awesome. And just like turn it into this endurance competition where it's like, I bet you blink first. Mm-hmm. And it I actually kills like... him so fast too. It it's it's <laughs> it's like two energy tanks or something for you, but it's it's, it's he's just done after that. Yeah. That fight's awesome. Yeah, no, that's super cool, and I feel like it's a it's a um it's a microcosm of how like most Metroid boss fights actually work, which mm -hmm. is like you can learn this and like get through it without really taking much damage because there is a strategy to it, but if you're beefy enough, you can just make it a slugfest and come out on top because Samus be that strong. I mean, brute force, brute forcing Metroidvania style games is my favorite thing. I love it so much because it's like I'm doing this wrong and it feels great. <laughs> well, it's you're doing it wrong and it feels great because it is you have chosen to fight with like persistence. Yes. And yeah. and like it's the culmination of your efforts to go out and get all that stuff. Yeah. And you went out and got all that stuff and now you're so strong nothing can touch you. I'm just going to face tank this thing cuz it's like yeah, it's fine. 
Um, it's it's like uh, it's like being in an RPG and like you're grinding. Almost, you're level yep. fifty, but the, the the boss you're fighting is thirty, and it's yeah. like I'm just gonna mash the fight command because what are you gonna do about it? Well, I think the best is when it's my favorite is it's the end of the RPG. You're ready to fight the final boss, but there's also like tons of side quests. You and go the do the side quests, bosses. and in the side quest, you you murder literal gods. Like not like you thought the god of the end game was a god, but then you're fighting like the god's god, or yeah. or it's just some random person that happens to be the strongest person in all of existence for whatever right. reason. Shrug. And so you're you're uber strong, and then you're going to fight the true final, like the actual final boss of the game, where you get the ending in the credits, and he's all like, "I'm the best. I'm so strong. I'm the world bringer." Yada yada yada. And then you're like, "Okay, one turn later, and it's over." And you're, "Huh? Yeah, thanks." <laughs> That was my that was rough. <laughs> my favorite is going in with five thousand hit points, and then you see this like three minute long cutscene for this attack, and then it's like, and you get hit for like seven hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we kind of we, uh, we talked about this with. last week. Where it's yeah, like, <laughs> we're like, you've ended the solar system and dealt four hundred and fifty points of damage to me. <laughs> I oh, may man. use I may use a light cure spell if you do that a couple more times. <laughs> yeah, I might have to use cure one because I wouldn't want to waste mana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always <laughs> use the right cure spell for the job. Do not it overheal; did... it's wasteful. And f- sweet Jesus, don't you dare use those mega elixirs! <laughs> what do you think this is? The final boss? You might need this for the final boss. <laughs> you might need this for the new game plus that exists in five games. <laughs> I, uh, that, I was watching. That you're not going to play a long time ago. I was um, I was watching a, a let's play of Super Mario RPG. Yes, which is a fantastic game. Uh, um, yeah, and they're fighting Culex, mm-hmm. which is the secret super boss. It sure is. And the the person playing literally says, "We might need these for the final boss." <laughs> they have like rock candy or something. Yeah, it's probably rock candy. Yeah, and rock candy is really good for that fight. Um. And they're like, well, yeah, I mean, they're they're so limited, though, and I might need them for the final boss. And the person he's playing with is like, this is basically the final boss. This is scary. This if is you above beat this... the final boss. What are you saving it for? You don't understand. I what if there is another understand. final boss? <laughs> I mean, if you're playing a game that you don't know for the first time, I think you can make that assumption. If you're playing yes. a game for presumably the fifth or sixth time and you know exactly what to expect, you could just use the item. But well, especially you also <laughs> at that point know the game well enough where you don't need to. I, I have gotten a lot better about that. Now I'm like, I'm just going to use the item. I don't care anymore. I, I was my entire life was always like, oh, I'm going to get everything and then I'm not going to use any of any it. of it. And now yep. I'm like, this is stupid. I don't care. I'm using this item. If I need more then I'll either get more or I won't use it anyway. So who cares? Cause it's gone. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to use a mega elixir willy nilly in the middle of the game, but maybe if I have like two, I'll use one of them. If you're in a dire situation <laughs> and everyone's down and you need some quick healing, then yeah, pop one. Yeah. You know, well, as long as I have two, I'm, I, I'm still not, I'm not, I'm not over my sickness yet. I got to have <laughs> yeah, one no, in reserve. It's, it's a halfway measure. You know, yeah, I'm doing um, the best I can. Uh, Atelier actually is probably the game that is has historically been the best at like forcing me to use items. It does. It the I mean I'm still not that far into the first game, but I've the like 
I've made items and then I'm like, God, I don't want to use these, but they're going to, I might as well. And it, it felt kind of good because the whole game's about building items. So it, it doesn't is. It actually, is. it's not the same thing as like opening a chest and getting some rare item or whatever, but right. I'm still using items instead of just attack. <laughs> it feels different when it's like I made these and put them in my inventory specifically to be used. Yeah. I, I and mean, if I need more of them, I am gathering the materials to make more of them yeah i even use my teammates like mp <laughs> like that's that's kind of that's a newer thing for me like i beat the original uh well almost every rpg my white mage just auto attacks like every fire black mage or whatever until oh, i'm yeah. on a boss and then i can use magic yeah exactly. but otherwise yeah. i'm like oh no i'll just i can hit him with the staff it's fine you know, the reason that we all feel this way, and not all of us, but like the reason why those feelings are so widespread with people like us who played old RPGs is because they're built that way. Yeah, true. Like those old games are built where like the dungeon is there to drain your resources. Yeah, you're supposed to like the whole point is is holding on to everything until to, until you're positive you won't need it anymore, basically. Right. Like the the dungeon, you go through the dungeon or the field or the forest or whatever it is you're going through and random battles are there to give you a something to do other than walk yeah, and B give you levels and also in dungeon situations drain you of resources so that you have to manage that. And when you get to the boss, presumably you are, you know, a little haggard. Yeah. Like, like none of those individual enemies are there to are there specifically to like kill you they're generally not strong enough to do that unless it's like old like dragon quest those games those games the enemies at the at the final dungeon all of them are designed to murder your entire party every single random battle well yeah i mean there's exceptions and as you get further <laughs> along but like as a general rule yeah like, no, the no, random battle enemies are there to are there basically just to like you know they're basically chip, chip damage. It's, it's, yeah. it's attrition. <laughs> yes. So they're they're there for attrition, not to be like single battle world beaters. <laughs> yeah. And so because you know they're there for attrition, part of what you part of what they are pulling on is your MP. Mm -hmm. If you use if you use magic to hurt them or if you use magic to heal, that is magic you don't have later and eventually you'll run out. So when when I play RPGs where you get where you full heal at either a save point or you get mana back after fights and like random battles and stuff mm. like that. I'm like, Oh my God, it's like cheating. I literally have game shark codes active or, or some yeah. kind of cheat device yeah, 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 because yeah. it's like, I can just use all the skills yeah, I, I want whenever it. I want. Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> Even if it's the exact same amount of difficulty or, you know, obviously the game's balanced around that mechanic. So it's not like it's literally broken. Well, most of the time, um, but it feels like it is to me because I'm so used to playing so like really, really strict with myself in terms of how I use skills and stuff. So actually using skills is, is it feels good, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and to bring it back to like items in Atelier, like. Oh, yeah. So like in a lot of those games, your main alchemist is the only person who can use items because items are their right. thing. Yeah, it's like it's like their whole it's the whole mechanic around them. Yeah. That their their special ability is can make and use items, you know, like an alchemist, like a yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I mean, even like there's even like an alchemist class in some Final Fantasy games where their whole thing is like, yeah, they do items. Yeah, they do items like everyone else. But right. They do items, but better, I guess. I, or they maybe they can use two. 
um, sometimes it's like really really op the the alk like the the mixing of items or whatever mm -hmm. they can use to it seems really good but most of the time like yeah i don't know i'll yeah. just i'll just do somebody that can attack better with attack because that's the only skill i'm using anyway right 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 <laughs> yeah give me the strong <laughs> i i know i'm i know i'm missing something here but i can't figure out what it is <laughs> but the thing like i'm playing eska and loji and eska's like basic attacks and even to a lesser extent even to an extent her mp attacks Mm -hmm. suck like Ooh, she does that's rough nothing so like it's fine to have her just kind of bonk the just kind of bonk the enemies with her staff for like barely no damage if you're just in a random battle but like when you get into like the when you get into those tough fights it's like burn those items because half of those items are attack items they're bombs and stuff yeah and they do debuffs and you know you put all sorts of properties on them so like it is that is the one game where it's like I still go through and pretty much try to just like bonk attack everyone to save resources. Mm -hmm. But there is definitely a point where it's like, OK, no, this is a difficult. This is a tough fight and or boss fight. And it is time for you to like burn those healing potions, burn those attack, burn those attack items because you don't have any other way to actually do this. Yeah. Your healing skills are limited. Your attack skills are weak. This item is really good because you made it good, but you have to actually use it. Yeah, use it. Just use it. And Just do like it. the it's way that that game good. is, that game is designed to basically not give you a choice, but to use your items. And it puts you in a position like it puts me, I should say, in a specific position to like have to overcome that never use items thing. Yeah. Because it's um it you know, you just you just have to do it. Cuz cuz you have you, to There's use no the other item. real way forward other than just like I don't know, losing, I guess. I mean, yeah, maybe in you some could cases, I think you could probably in some cases I think you could probably attrition your way through it, but yeah. it would take like 5 times longer and you'll probably lose. <laughs> and it's and it's not very fun. Also, also also um, Eska and Loji, and I don't know if other games in the series do this because the the way that different game Atelier games handle items and uh, items and and <clears throat> replenishment and all that stuff they all vary. I know Arona doesn't do this, okay. But um, in Eska and Loji, you set specific. I think in Rorona you have all of your inventory spaces when you go out, like your basket is a set mm. size. And if yes. you want to bring like healing items or attack items, they have to take up that space in your basket. Yes. Okay. So in Eska and Loji, you have um, like specific adventure slots, like equip slots. Mm, okay. For, for those items. And some of them are things that like things you can use to like buff your drops. So you get better equipment while you're out there. Yeah. Um, but some of it is like anything you want to use for healing or anything you want to use for like bombs or attacks, uh, attack type items. They go in your, your adventure equip slots. Right. And they don't take up space in your gathering basket. Mm, that's cool. Which is really nice. But you know, what's better what? is that when you put things in your, um, adventure slot, uh, you have like a certain number of uses for each item, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, so if you use them while you're out, when you come back after when you come back to the workshop after your adventure and drop all your items off, 
Yeah. Your items are automatically replenished for a cost. Ah, so I like it just that. like auto. So like the way it works, you're kind of like working for a, you're kind of like working for a government organization. Okay. Um, not like a secret government organization, just like ooh, secrets. Just like R and D for like you're you're literally working on like urban development for like an out for like a border town. Okay. Um, that's and not they have a they have exciting. a they have a budget, and part of the budget. So you get paid every month for the stuff that you do. You have like a literal salary. Yeah. And all of the items you you use are just deducted from your salary. Okay. Which is double cool for me because first of all um it doesn't really uh it's not very much it, it's a very small amount so you're never like you would have to try to spend more than you make and i don't even think you could do it it's like a, it's like a couple hundred per item okay um and you're getting you're getting paid like thousands but it also is like you you never really think about it as like losing money because it's not deducted from you directly. There's right. never a point where your money goes down because you used an item. It just may not go up by as much at the end of the month when you get paid. Yeah, it feels better that way. So it's basically it's it's like a payroll tax. I was about to say it's 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 like if you if you save and you automatically have stuff deducted or put somewhere else or whatever, yeah. like you don't think about the it's not you don't really sure you're kind of quote unquote losing the money because you don't have it to spend but at the same time you never really had it to spend anyways if it's taken away right away yeah <laughs> like not giving you five dollars is different than giving you five dollars and then taking like taking it back from you yeah 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 because you're not you're not losing the five you're investing it well in that case you are but in this case in the game, you are losing it, I suppose, but yeah. you don't ha you don't think about it. But it's all it like all of it is like it's all stupid brain tricks anyway. It is like this yeah. whole this whole compulsion to not use items. All of it is just dumb. It's just dumb brain compulsions. Oh yeah, Kyle. Kyle would he would be like, dude, just dude, just use the item. Who cares? So and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. Sorry, man. Uh -huh. <laughs> so for me, like. Eskenlogi is is built in a way that chases away the brain goblins because it's like you have to use items. This is what they're here for. Sure. You like you you are not really able to do anything else other than this. This is like this is literally what the game is about. And also yeah. you're not even wasting them. You don't even have to worry about whether you can find the materials to make that to make that item again because the game will just do it for you. You don't don't worry about it so much. Like it's it's just there. It'll, you'll have you'll have you'll be right back to full stacks of everything the next time you go out, and you won't even you don't even have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. It happens in the background. It's yeah, totally cool. no. It's totally no no trouble, no problem. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm having a lot of fun with that game. I am. I think that one runs for uh, five years. Because they're all they're all time based in terms of like oh right yeah how like like basically the story wraps up after a certain number of years and I think Verona is three and I think most of them after that are like five mm, okay um but they're not really longer they just handle that time better you know what I mean yeah absolutely it it, it it's all relative in terms of yeah like the length of how how much game time you have versus real time is entirely dependent upon how that game handles time. Right, right, right. Like, 
Persona, Persona is a much, much longer game that has a similar like time passage system. But it, but it takes place over like nine months. It takes place over like nine months and is like three times as long as any of these games. Yeah. But that's because you have to play every single day and there's multiple, there's multiple things that you can do every day that take a long time each. Yep. Whereas like in, in Atelier games, you can literally pass a week in three seconds by making one thing. Because <laughs> that's just how it, that's just, you know. That's how it be. That's how it be. That's how it do. So yeah, but I am having a ton of fun with that. And I'm really glad that I'm really glad that I talked to you about the series and that you, uh, you took those games back and started playing them because mm-hmm. it got me thinking about playing them also. And now I'm now that I'm back into it, I'm like, man, this game is so, this, this is so fun. And it does, it, it's like relaxing and it's chill, but it's still like, but I'm still able to do like some really good. Yeah. I always talk against like optimizing and min maxing and stuff like that. Yeah. But the thing is like, I like doing that, but I like doing it it in a way. As long as it doesn't take away the game. Yeah. I like doing it in a way that makes sense to me. And that, and that, um, and that sort of like, if it's not so complicated that I can kind of like, figure out how to get something really efficient going on my own rather than having to look up like meta strategies and cheats and stuff yeah, and, and exploits. And everyone's like, if you just do this, then you can have infinity money. Like I really, that's not terrible. I mean, it's fine, but like (laughs) I no, I know what you mean. I really, really like the feeling of like figuring something out that works really well. And then having it just, and then just having that like carry me to, yeah. To, I mean, it feels to, to basically. Victory, I guess I think that's a really well made game because then it feels like you're playing the game, like you you've you figured out the pattern, and it may be a terrible pattern. Like if you actually look at the perfect pattern, it's terrible. Like you could have right. done so much better, but who cares? Because it worked for you, and you had a lot of fun figuring it out, and you felt like it was min maxing to your own. Yeah, and that's all that really matters, right? Like that's that's when. Like the first time I played, and I I finally. So you you have you played Final Fantasy Tactics? I haven't actually. We should have probably you played do that at some point. Yeah, we should for sure. Have you played any of them? Any, I mean, tactic like the any FF tactics, tactics games. I know you've played no. RP, yeah, okay. Well, I think wasn't was there one for uh, DS? Uh, like A two or something? Or yeah, I think so. Because there was there was Game Boy Advance, <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure it was the DS. Um. I think was A2 was A2 on the DS. I feel like it had to have been, right? It may have been or was was War of the Lions one. That was a remake of the uh of Final Fantasy Tactics on on the I think that was like the PSP version of it. It doesn't super matter because I remember playing a Final Fantasy Tactics game on what I believe was the DS for about an hour. Yeah, I think I think it was I think there was one on the Game Boy Advance and then the second one was on the Game Boy or was on the DS. Okay. The the answer basically is no. I, I have touched one for a short period of time, but didn't get very far and don't remember it. Yeah, we should play Tactics sometime, the original, because it was a game that I loved. And I'll, I have a funny story about it, but I'll save it for if we ever play it. The, but the main thing was I that should. I wanted to share oh. was the uh, uh, 
the first time I played it, I figured out like a character that I really liked. And I just, I just felt like I had broken the game completely. And it just, it felt so good. Cause it was like, I mid maxed this by accident sort mm-hmm. of. Right. And that, that to me was really exciting. And I like, I like that feeling. Uh, and it's nice when it just happens by playing naturally yes. without feeling lost yeah. or like feeling like, Oh, I better check this out. I better make sure it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's right. That feeling of it just happening organically. And then it's like, there's that curiosity of like, I wonder what would happen if. Like, yes. Can I can I give this to him? Can I give them this skill or can I can I have can I do this? Can I? And then it does. And it's amazing. And you're like, oh, my God. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> so I've had that with like. So it like synthesizing items in, in Eska and Logi is like a puzzle every time. OK. Um, it, The. The little mini game that you get for making items changes in almost every game. And they always try to add like a new little puzzle element. Um, So in this one, there's like a whole bunch of different abilities you can get. You can use to like change the properties of the item you're making based on um, based on like the elemental properties of whatever items you're adding. Mm -hmm. So you have like your fire, water, wind, earth elements, and they all have different things that they'll let you do. Um, the, the wind elements let you like add an item more than once. So you can like double dip on its properties and water allows you to like eat more easily process certain items or, or it can be like become other, it can give you like extra points and other properties and earth like lets you duplicate things. You can make more of something or increase the quality. So there's a whole bunch of things and it all has to do with like how many points you have in each element and what order you use those skills in. And there's a whole bunch of like little puzzly stuff to manage to mm-hmm. try to like maximize the properties that you get out of each item that you're putting in. And every single time, and there's even like the puzzle starts even before that because you have to choose which items you want to use to create that item because most of them don't ask for a specific item they ask for a category so it's like you know you need this needs to be a plant and you need a piece of cloth and you need some something that counts as that's classified as fuel Uh, okay yeah sure or a a metal right yeah and that can be anything in your inventory that has that as a category and so you go through and you pick all your items and it's and and it's like they're all they're all different categories, but they all have different properties and they all have different abilities in terms of what they can do during synthesizing. So picking out the right thing as the item you want to actually use to synthesize the, the material you want to use to synthesize the other item is like the first part of it in terms of like, OK, how am I going to use those points? And does that get me does that get me far enough up these meters to unlock the uh, the extra abilities of this item? It it doesn't make sense when I'm when I'm, no, I, I I mean, I get it. But I guess that's because I also can I've played the like I get the basic idea yeah. of the system. <laughs> so like there's all of this stuff to think about and then getting like getting to the end of all of that. And just hitting all of the hitting all the thresholds where it's like, oh, yeah, I made this as strong as I I made this as strong as possible. And I was also able to duplicate it. So I made two instead of one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've unlocked all these secret abilities or all these secret properties. Or in one case, it's like it's always really cool when you find something that you can make 
and you add the high price property. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, so this now is my sales item. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So you can make a ton of money from it. Yeah. And and there is a item duplication um sort of hub, I guess. There's like a there's a spot where it's like, yeah, we can we can duplicate we can duplicate items for you. Like not all of them all the time, but like it takes a certain amount of time. And there's like a different sort of side currency that you get for clearing quests that you can use for item duplication. Yeah. So you make the and it doesn't really matter what you're making because they'll just do whatever. Like some of the rarer items will cost more money or rarer materials or cost more of that currency or maybe they'll take longer. But basically, it doesn't really matter. You can duplicate whatever as long as it's not a key item. Sure. So I've got this whole I've got this whole system in place where <laughs> I made this one item that has like three different like modifiers on it. Three different high price modifiers. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is now our main export. <laughs> Take this to the item duplication and make as many of them as possible. And every, you know, 60 days or so, I'll come collect them and sell them for a massive profit and just buy everything. <laughs> and money actually really matters in this game, too. Like, it matters actually a lot. Because there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of money sink stuff that you can buy, not just materials, but like actual upgrades. Mm, OK, yeah. So it's serious. Yeah. So like um, reducing travel time on the map is a is a purchasable upgrade. That's a big deal. Increasing your basket size is a purchasable upgrade. Increasing the uh, increasing the power and uh, like ability of every different type of uh item you can synthesize so like individually you have to buy um i say buy research because that's basically what it is sure you have to pay for research into making your bomb stronger or your food better or your medicine items better or your accessories right. better those are all their own like little upgrade trees and they are all super expensive and it's really daunting at first because you get them all at once and they're like it seems like it's you'll never get there. Gold. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like 10,000 and you're sitting here with like 200. <laughs> so I figured out this whole thing. I made this one expensive item and now I'm just duplicating it to hell and selling Man, them whenever they come out. And you, you found the one easy trick. And it's and I found it myself just by playing the game and just being like, I wonder if this works. You're, you're actually the Internet ad now. <laughs> this one weird yeah. trick. You, you are the YouTube video. The economy hates it. <laughs> they really do. Like, there's no re like eventually the price of that thing would go down because I'm just flooding the market with them. And it's just like a green crystal ball. It's fine. So, like, it doesn't do anything. There's no re you don't need a hundred of these. Nobody does. But it doesn't matter. The game, the game doesn't matter. Is incorrect. <laughs> exactly. The game does not care. Um, so, so what I, back to what I was saying a long, long time ago. Yes. Sorry. Uh, I, I'm really no, liking the game. So I'm going to rant about it basically every week now. It's just, I think before, if you, if you find the time, I, I would highly suggest you play through Return of Samus. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's, uh, I don't, have you ever played it before? I haven't. You and will I be didn't play the very 3DS surprised. Either, so I'm, I'm actually, um, I've heard it's like actually excellent. Yeah, you got you have to play. I would say play the Game Boy one, not the I've not the 3DS one is great. I'm not complaining about that, but I think it, I think it would 
it will be really cool it's to more have you play the game for boy the one. purposes of this podcast to play the game boy one yeah just just because we're talking about the original metroid and then technically metroid 2 even though it's actually story-wise like metroid 7 or whatever um wait really yeah so the the so the i i don't i don't worry i've got i've got a whole thing planned but okay that's fine for, don't for, don't don't get into it now if you don't want to oh no i can't I, I just give you a basic rundown of the timeline there's there's two mangas that came out only mm. in japan right um, and that's the that's the baby samus story about how some horrible stuff happens and yada 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 then there's metroid slash zero mission then it mm-hmm. goes prime prime hunters prime two prime three federation force uh then then metroid 2 return oh, of okay. samus or samus returns then Super Metroid. the entire prime future. trilogy takes place between one and two yeah yep did not know that yeah the, the entire yeah the entire prime yeah including the the two like weird is this like okay shoots. real talk is this like a real timeline or is this like when nintendo made hyrule historia and they were like yeah we intended a split timeline the entire time <laughs> it's not because none of these games actually like connect to each other naturally uh, I th- so it's a pretty real timeline given what they've done when they added like zero mission and so when they made zero mission and fusion, um, they added those they made those mangas that kind of helped right. bring the timeline together and then when they did Metroid Samus Returns the remake of two they kind they pieced it together more mm-hmm. uh, and Super Metroid clearly comes right after Metroid two because it's literally about the Metroid that you save it in metroid 2 right um, right right the and then other m i actually don't remember the story of other m at all other than i remember thinking it's i, I just figured it was kind of just uh it's metroid in its own thing but especially now i i would i need to go back and look at other m's story because it seems completely insane Having... that it's like the second to last metroid game but all of her stuff is barred by some douche like saying no you can't use this item yet like so we actually <laughs> talked about this during fusion because um the fusion so other m appears to be the direct prequel to fusion yeah it's right it takes place after super metroid and then it's right before fusion and i think the whole um again don't want to get too much into fusion yet but yeah yeah yeah, for sure but like they talk about adam adam uh malkovich yeah yep and the the aforementioned douche telling you not to use your weaponry <laughs> is Adam Malkovich. And we talk about this a little bit in in during the fusion playthrough. And I don't want to stick up for it too much because I think that the whole idea that Samus has to be this subservient little soldier goes completely against everything that her character is based on. However, especially if it's the 10th game in the series. (laughs) Yes. However, there is a bit of a like Avengers, like Civil War type of flavor to this where it's like Samus has been gallivanting around the galaxy messing with like potential universe ending species to be fair it's always at the request of the Gal- the galactic federation force correct and it often results in several things exploding including sometimes entire planets <laughs> sometimes the same planet twice <laughs> so zebes zebes didn't actually blow up in the first game exactly but the, the entire planet sort of wasn't did. gone it just you know there was enough explosion to have to escape from. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just I, I like to think of it like the moon in Dragon Ball. How it's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. The moon comes back and it comes and goes when it pleases. <laughs> right. Um. So the thing is, there's this whole like Samus has been going around doing all this stuff, and it kind of makes sense at the at the end of the day. Samus is a mercenary. Yes. And mercenaries are bound by the rules and restrictions of the people that hire them. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. So like Samus working for the Galactic Federation and having to play by their rules because that is what her contract is, does make some sense. Yeah. And 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 maybe she's she's sort of like she's I know she's in like a bad space, too, because like her her little baby Metroid melted right. in front of her face after giving its life to you. So maybe she's like mentally unwell to you yeah. or like well, all and this... also like, again, multiple planetary explosions after wiping out entire like entire galaxy threatening species. <laughs> yeah. And like the whole so prime it trilogy. Makes sense, <laughs> it makes sense that there would be more oversight over her actions at that point, after she, after like her f- sort of solo freelancing has like not really yielded great results. Yeah. And especially there's a subtext infusion of like the Federation is actually working on, you know, biological weapons research. Yeah, it turns out the Federation might be naughty because what, what, you can't write an anime story where the government's not secretly bad. <laughs> especially the secret space government. Oh, secret space. Oh, yeah, yeah, true, the, the true. The military space government is bad. Oh, definitely. (laughs) So, yeah, like there's it. There are the beats in Other M make sense from a lore perspective where it's like Samus is by killing all the Metroids that the Federation wants to use for actual like for actual, you know, military purposes. um, Samus is kind of like screwing with their plans. Yeah, but also on a, from a PR perspective, they can use like, look, Samus went to this planet and then it exploded three hours later. <laughs> yeah, we so we need to keep we need to keep her on a tight leash. She's super strong, and we need her services, and we believe she's on the she's on the right. You know, she's on our side and everything. She's on the side of humanity. She's fighting for she's fighting for all of us. So she's yeah, like she's not a bad person. We just need to keep her under like more oversight. <laughs> especially especially by the time fusion starts. <laughs> Samus is literally like a roguelike character. Yeah. <laughs> like, like she's she now has she's grafted metroids to her she's got x parasites stuck on her yeah. I, I hope dread god i hope dread she becomes some she gets robotic somehow like please please let her become also part robot now i mean i mean like they've referred to her as a cyborg warrior since the first one but i i don't know if that's like i don't know if oh that's god true or accurate dude like what if there's a scene in the game where you know her her arm like splits into a, there, what's the scene? Um, is it in? Oh God, I can't think of the anime. It's not Akira. Oh, like, oh Ghost in the Shell, where, oh, where the yeah. one where the person like their hand splits a whole bunch of times and they're like typing on the keyboard like a million at like a, a super fast. It's it's like a throwaway scene. It just looked cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Or or she does something where she like rips her own arms off. Like in it, spoilers for the thirty year old anime. Sorry, um, that would be that would be so cool. I would love it. 
I mean, I like fusion definitely gets into the body horror aspect of things. It somewhat. sure does. It it well, um, yeah, as best as it can on the. I you know. ga- like the follow up game being called Dread. <laughs> yeah. I can see how that might be a thing. Um, oh, I I I love it. The Samus lore is, or the Metroid lore in general is pretty is pretty fun. I've always like kind whole... of looked at it like I've always kind of looked at the Metroid series as being. I, I kind of looked at it as the same as like Dark Souls, where it's like, mm-hmm. I know if you dig into it, there's a story there. But you but don't I, need to at all. But the games themselves are pure gameplay and you don't have to care. Yeah, Fusion, Other M and Fusion kind of force it on you a bit more. Yes. Um, But even then, I you was don't... surprised that there was so much like actual dialogue in Fusion. There's a ton of dialogue. But I didn't yeah. mind it. No, it's fun. I like it. I, I like Fusion a lot. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like every Metroid game, so I'm I'm a horrible judge of this. Even even other M's. We okay did this again, didn't we? Yeah, I know. We're we're podcasting Fusion right now. It's my fault because I want you to play the Game Boy one. If because if you've never played it, it, it has some really cool. Some I, I played it for the it, first time. I think of, it's I think it's relatively short as Metroid games go. Although that's what I thought about Fusion too, and then I ended up streaming for seven hours. So Metroid Two is legitimately. I recently played through it again, and I be, beat it in like two hours and like. 47 minutes or something okay. um and how that long was to with be, just which i've come to realize is not reliable but it's well you know, actually i think your fusion end time though was four hours and 30 minutes which, which is, is almost exactly what how long to beat says yes it is but that did not reflect the amount of time it actually took me to play it uh no they they use i think in game i time. think someone in your chat mentioned it because i i saw the very end like I, I tuned in at the very end screen and someone was like, yeah, that's or maybe it was in the middle where you were talking about it because it was like one in the morning. And I was like, is he still playing? Uh, he um, sure was. And someone said that how they long reference in game time. Yeah. 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 Which well, is it's just not... it's self-report, too. So it's. Yep. Who knows? Yep. My computer, my, my task bot beat, <laughs> beat the game in an hour. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a useful tool when you're trying to figure out like it's when you're trying to figure out how long a game is. So you know how many streams it will probably take to finish it without actually spoiling what happens in it. Yeah, I was going to say, I think a really good estimate, too, is long plays. Like if you just type in X game long play, because there's that there's that website like World of Long Plays that almost has virtually any game you'd ever want as some sort of estimate of time. I think that's a really good that's a more accurate uh, and even that's going to be off because most of those people probably have they know what states doing. or they know what they're doing or whatever. Yeah. And you just they just slice it together. Well, um, like any any time that I spend in the game being lost is time that they will not spend in the game being lost. Correct. Yeah. So if it's like so an hour additional time. Yeah, it's like a two hour let's play or long play. Then it's probably like three hours for the normal person or like maybe not that much of an increase. But depending on the game, it could be. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I, I really wanted to to share with you before we before we uh, talk about the, the podcast game is I, I have found an an old Sega Genesis ad that really proves Sega was truly the the edgiest of companies in the nineties. Um, I'm putting it in the Discord. <laughs> you have my attention. <laughs> what? God, that aged like milk. <laughs> it's so my first reaction to this, which we'll explain to the listeners in a moment, was yep. wow, that's that's pretty bad. But then I was like, well, it's clearly in jest. Like, it's not like so the imagery could be much different if he had like 
his belt in his hand or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a part now of you, you. Now you really have to explain it. Right, right. Well, I'm I'm curing it up on purpose, but I I feel I feel that it's it's not great. But at the same time, I did laugh, and I was like, well, okay, they're they're clearly going for that, and maybe it's all right. I don't think it would go well today, but it did make me chuckle. I'm not going to lie, and then I was like, God, am I a bad person? I'm going to share this with Dean. <laughs> so I could make all right. So let's let's explain. Oh yeah, yeah. Please what, do, please. What do. Tom is showing me at this at this time is an ad for Virtual Fighter. <laughs> And it has in big, bloody, scary six o'clock like news splatterhouse. Ex- yeah, like <laughs> six o'clock news expose type uh, type text. Domestic violence. Um, and then it shows like a nineteen fifties era illustration of a father and son playing Virtual Fighter on the Sega 32X. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the the true domestic violence is that someone purchased the 32X. And the joke here, I suppose, is that Virtual Fighter is a violence. Yes, cuz you know, it's the it's the 90s and we're Sega. Yeah. And that you can uh, you can play this violent game with your children. And it's ha ha ha. It's, you know, it's violence and it's also domestic, but it's just the video game that you're playing and they're looking at each other and having fun and not looking at the game at all. It's fine. They're just staring at each other as someone's about to get like, it looks like someone's about to get ring out. I think they're going to get ring. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the like, game it, is never there's over. A, there's okay. a juxtaposition there where it's like this wholesome picture of the father and his son playing and they're even dressed like it's the 60s or something. For sure. Um, and or the I, dads I, in like okay, the chair, so the kids on the ground. Here's the thing. Like, you don't just get to use domestic violence as a tagline. <laughs> right. Yeah, well that's not anymore. That's that's where I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. This is this is this doesn't really fly. <laughs> However, I will make a case because I think what they I think what like the tilt of this ad is probably going for is parodying all of the, you know, all of the hand wringing in the 90s about like violent video, video games, games being the worst thing ever. Yeah. yeah. Cuz like, oh, look at this terrible awful violence of this, you know, nice wonderbread American family playing games together and having a good time. Yeah, that's that's what that's why it made me laugh when I I was like, am I being is this wrong? And then I was like, god, I think I don't think this would be an okay ad still nope but um which which we've talked about a bunch how it's it's interesting how you can look at something and be like feel instantly uncomfortable about it and that's how you know things have changed mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so i thought i thought this was a nice follow-up to to that yeah for sure <laughs> yeah no it definitely it fits right in and like again i get what they're going for and i think that the joke of like you know i i think the joke of let's show let's like parody the the deme- the hand wringing over violent video games by showing this wholesome family playing video games and having fun. Sure. Um, like I get what they're going for, but it does not change the fact that they have made domestic violence into a literal punchline. Into <laughs> a literal, yeah, literal yep. and double entendre punchline. I was about to say, I was case. like, uh oh. <laughs> um, and that, yeah, no. Mm-mm. 
Like thank, you can make you, this uh, joke, but like not like this. Yeah, thanks, thanks, nineties. <laughs> Second, the true edge like, fort. <laughs> like, literally, if you had just used a slightly different frame, uh, a slightly different phrase, like, like that, that could have said like video games cause violence, yeah. right? Or violent video games. Yeah, it's it's the it's the domestic it's violence. It's the specific part. reference to domestic violence. Right. As like, ha ha ha, it's funny because it's not really violence. But it also yeah, this the subtext happen. of it is like, and also ha 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 domestic violence. Right, right. That's and that's that's the that's the part that's That's the problem. Know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not the it's not poking fun at the the whole idea of, you know, making fun of the video games being violence talk that was a big part of the nineties. It was the the problem is not that it's it's actually trying to turn domestic violence into a a joke. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not great. But that was a good. That's I'm glad you shared that. That was a good discussion. <laughs> oh man. Um. So Mega Man Legends. So so let's let's talk about Mega Man after after a, a short I, commercial I th- break. I, fe- I feel like between last week and this week, we've basically done both Metroid podcasts already. Don't worry. There's, I still have some fun stuff to talk about. I do too. I haven't even talked okay. about the mechanics yet. But first, Mega Man Legends. Everything's dreary. Everything is sad. <laughs> uh, I say that. I am actually looking forward to... I love I, winter. I, I just don't like the, the dark early. Yeah, the early, I would the be... early dark and the... Uh, and even the... I don't mind the short days as long as much as some people do, but it is kind of depressing to like, like those days when you get off of work at five o'clock and it's pitch dark. Oh, oh. So if, if, if your life is, I make my hours a day getting dark early is not as big of a deal, but when you're, when you have stuff you need to do, then it becomes much worse because then you're, you have no control over when you're doing stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I agree that it's, that's that's a feels bad man or i think it's really weird when you're teaching um and you start the semester and it's you're you're teaching and it's over and it's it's not dark and then it's dark by the time later in the semester and then that that feels bad it's the same idea as as, like you were saying going into work and then usually you're leaving and it's fine but now it's pitch black and it's like oh (laughs) the day's actually over even though it's not (laughs) yeah yeah i i the um one of the big ones is when I was streaming for Gamepedia, my mm-hmm. streams would end at like four. And oh, okay, yeah. Like you know, in the middle of summer, it's like it's blaring bright outside. <laughs> yeah. But then it gets to be like January, and it's like it's four o'clock, and I have ended the stream, and the sun is now going down. It is it is sunset now. Yeah, so, that would that would yeah, that's that same idea, right? Where you don't really have control of it over yeah. it, and and it's like I woke up and started this at like ten. So I literally woke up first thing in the morning, got ready for this and got started. And then like, and now I'm done with it and I'm looking outside and the sun is going down. So it's like, it feels like you just worked all day, Mm -hmm. even though like half the day is still remaining, but it doesn't feel like it. (laughs) But hey, at least it's not hot anymore. True, true. Why won't roll? Why won't everyone in that? game just give Mega Man a nickname. What's what's wrong with what's wrong with Mega Man? There isn't anything wrong with Mega Man. But they say well, it I don't know about that. <laughs> no, <I'm> sorry. 
Well, I mean, Capcom <laughs> thinks there is, but that's their problem. Um, the, I think if there is one thing that I will take with me about Mega Man Legends, it is how often people say Mega Man <laughs> and just enunciate the whole thing. And it's just like... <laughs> Did it really bother you? <laughs> I don't know why it's so weird for me. But it just is. It's just like there's something about it that just hit me every time. It just felt really forced and strange. And it's like they're they're talking really they're talking really casually. And I don't know if it's because it's like three syllables or because it's Mega Man. <laughs> but like you know, like I don't know. I don't know. And it wasn't it didn't really bother me. It just stuck out to me every single time. <laughs> like, are you okay in there, Mega Man? Are you okay, Hippopotamus? <laughs> yeah, hippopot- the Hippopotamus timeline. You know, I... So it just, to I, me, I, seems like at some point someone would have called him Megs or something. <laughs> Megs. Or just call him Rock, <laughs> you know? Like, Rock Well, that, do, that wouldn't work in, in America, though. People would be like, why are they calling him Rock? Especially in 2000 and... Or, I mean, 1997. Yeah, that's true. But, but something yeah. like that... Megs yeah. or Mega or... I mean, like, Dr. Robotnik is not even called Dr. Robotnik anymore, even in America. He's always, like, Eggman now. So they kind yeah, of There's adopt. a whole story behind that that I don't fully understand, but I don't want to get into right now. Yeah, I don't know any Sonic lore, so that's that's cool. I just know... I was like, oh, now he's just Eggman. Okay. Yeah, that's just what we call him now. <laughs> um, So, you know, I just wanted to say that Mega Man... I was not... Like I didn't, I wasn't going to play Mega Man Legends, right? We had talked about it and I was like, yeah, I'm not playing this. Yeah. Um, But I just wanted to say, I wanted to start out with a a quote that's true love does not ask you to change. It simply invites you into a safe space where you can stop being who you are not. Now I'm not a big fan of double negative, so I would just change it to, so you can be who you are, right? Sure. I think this is where Mega Man belongs. I loved this game. I started playing it after we recorded the last podcast on Sunday or whatever it was. Okay. I played it for nine hours straight. What? <laughs> I loved it. I, I stopped playing it like two in the morning. I'm actually really surprised at that. Yeah, I am too. Because I was like, all right, I'll fine. I'll give it a try. It's got terrible controls. I know it's bad. And I started playing. I was like, yeah, these controls suck. But I, I, I kind of want to play a little bit more and... Then all of a sudden, it was like four or five hours. I was like, yeah, this is great. I'm finishing this game. (laughs) I mean, the game's really short. So if you play four or five hours, like if you could do that one more time, you're there. Yeah, I I actually loved this game. I wish there were more. I wish this is where they went with Mega Man. I'm not even kidding. That's so like, I don't even disagree with you like necessarily <laughs> yeah but like i am surprised to hear you say that actually. yeah trust me me too that th- i thought i was i had no interest in actually saw, playing this you watched me play it yeah i watched you play i didn't watch you play th- i watched you play for like an hour and a half you saw total, enough of say. it to know what the game looks like absolutely and i knew what it was before that too and i wanted to play it back in the day but when i realized it didn't have z targeting i was like yeah i don't know if i ever want to play this um I will or some say... equivalent of z targeting I will say that it's finicky, 
but it does do a pretty okay job of of dealing with not having Z targeting. And yeah, also it kind of has a version of Z targeting. It has an okay, it has a passable version. It's still terrible. Like I'm not going to defend the Z targeting in terms of in, ter- in terms of what Z targeting was the following year um when when Zelda came out right, it's, sure. it's 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 actually just bad. But it works well enough, and I loved the, like the settings. I liked the story. I I loved the. I really loved the art of the characters where they made yes. it. It's like a little anime. I agree. Char- with that. Like yeah. I I really enjoyed the the animation of the characters' faces and stuff. Yes. Um. Yes. I thought the story was cute. I actually didn't know. It's that- very. It's very Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, and I, I didn't know that. Well, except for the. It's it's like Saturday morning cartoons, but also. <laughs> We might wipe out humanity. <laughs> so it's Japanese Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, yeah. yeah, fair. <laughs> I mean, the bad guy did do it with a smile <laughs> as he wanted to kill all carbon life forms. That's true. He was very amicable. Yeah, about, like he was about he his, wasn't mad about, about his world like genocidal tendencies. <laughs> but then it was like not clear whether he wanted to wipe out all humanity <laughs> or just the one island. Right, well, there's not that many islands, my understanding is, of the Legends universe. Like, the whole planet's flooded. It's like, we got a water world problem here where something happened and there's a set number of islands. I don't really know. I haven't played the Misadventures of Tronbon or the... uh, Legends 2? Legends 2, yeah. Well, at this point, maybe we're going to play Legends 2. Yeah, we might, honestly. I don't don't know if I want to, because I'm going to be sad when I'm like, God, I wish there was Legends 3. You get to the end of it, it's like, now there's no more Mega Man Legends, and now you're in the boat with everyone else waiting for more. And I don't want to be there because, okay, so I remember a quote, it was late 2000s where uh, uh, Kenji said that Mega Man Legends is his favorite, like, game. Yeah. Like, he thought, I mean, maybe he was just saying that because he was pulling for Mega Man Legends 3. I have no idea. I just remember him saying something about that at, like, E3 or Tokyo Game Show or one of those events. And that always stuck with me. And I was like, wow. It's, 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 that's a pretty, that's some big words to say. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? By, by someone who's made a lot of games. And it's, and it's also the brand new version of that game. Like, it's not, it's not like the, it's, it's completely divergent from what all Mega Man had been prior to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, like, what's a, what's a good parallel? It's like, it's, it's, uh, it's Symphony of the Night to classic Castlevania. But even more Yeah, so. even, even more though. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because it's it's like a total genre shift, not just, not just Cause like because symphony is still ultimately as is ultimately still a side scroller. Yeah, but like the, the, the genre changes... is different because it's an open it's an open ended adventure game rather than like a straight stage based side scroller. Yeah, you, you you couldn't you couldn't really brute force the uh, the original Castlevanias. You can absolutely brute force <laughs> Symphony of the Night by yeah. leveling up or finding better items and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Right, but yeah, this is a this is a complete this is a complete reimagining of what Mega Man is. It's a it's a whole spin-off series. It's more of a spin-off than some actual like other than <laughs> a lot of spin-off series. Like yeah. all of the Shin Megami Tensei spin-offs are just the same game but in a different setting. Yeah. It's it's or actually with, the with same one game. Other mechanic. <laughs> right. <laughs> So like Devil Survivor is a is a grid based tactics game that has like a bunch of the same mechanics. Right. And Persona is a bunch of the same mechanics, but with uh with like a social sim aspect. And yeah. Devil Summoner has like an action aspect and but ultimately it's all like 
catch demons, level them up, fuse them like RPG mechanics. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, this th- is even more of a, I guess, you know, in the sense that you're still jump and shoot, man. I suppose. Yeah, you're still jumping. It's still and a Mega Man game, but like putting it in third person and making it like sort of exploration based is uh, is that's a that's a serious shift. And I, I, I liked the world. I just really enjoyed all the characters and the storytelling and the, the universe as a whole. I didn't actually know that Tronbon originated here. I also I was aware of Tronbon as a character, but Me had too. no idea where it, where she came from or what significance she had. And now I love her. Like, I knew she was a part of Mega Man. Yes, and that's I knew about it. I just figured that she was in one of the very like the many many Mega Man games I had never played, but I wouldn't yep. have suspected it was from Legends. I mean, actually, most of my interaction with Tronbon before this was Marvel vs. Capcom Two. Makes sense. Uh, but otherwise, I just thought she was another random robot character from <laughs> from Mega Man. I had no idea what she yeah, was. I legitimately going into this game, I didn't know if she was a good guy or a bad guy. <laughs> I, I figured she was going to be no the idea. I thought uh, yeah she kind of fit the the role of oh she's bad but not really <laughs> yeah the, it turns out the answer was yes yeah exactly <laughs> all of the bonds oh my god the little the little bonbon the the baby bomb that's the yeah. giant that thing that thing's adorable yep uh did you know that the voice of that character in, in japan is pikachu. none other than pikachu yep. <laughs> yeah yeah, we we discussed this during the uh, during the stream, and then once you he- like once you hear that, it's like, oh, I can't unhear this. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That was fun. I, yeah, I just I fell in love with the game. And I was really surprised. So I don't know if it was just I, I don't know. I don't know why it I, it it like resonated with me so much. I just really really enjoyed it. And dude, I, I don't know who I, it was. Oh, go ahead. I I think that a lot of the um. A lot of the issues that I had with it were, you know, old gameplay. Yes. Like I'm streaming it and like I always feel this pressure, this pressure when I'm streaming to like I have to be making consistent progress. Mm -hmm. And if we if we stagnate or if we get stuck for too long, I get frustrated and then the viewers get frustrated. And then I just I feel like I just want to get it done like legitimately to make it a more pure gameplay experience but at the same time like does everybody want to watch me just walk in circles for an hour and i start to stress out there's this mm-hmm. whole avalanche of emotions that go yeah on. sure and that well, and was then, yeah. a negative experience because i did get stuck in a couple spots ah okay but i did i just kind of i just had like a sort of a bullet pointed thing of what to do next yeah. going on the side. Cause I was like, I don't, cause at first I was not, I mean, I was planning on playing this for just a little bit. And, and so then I already had it open. So I was like, oh, I'll just kind of look at the guide occasionally. I will say data, the monkey dude, I love data. One of the best in game hint functions I've ever actually seen. And actually story function. <laughs> it's like your yeah, consciousness. At the very end, it's like, I oh, love that thing. I love that so much. You're not just a mechanic. So the world of Mega Man Legends is probably the best thing about it. Absolutely. No doubt. Like, that is a really cool environment. You're like Mega Man, like Mega Man Treasure Hunter. Yes. Yep. And and Dr. Wily being like the 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 ship, like the dock He's person. Just some guy. 
Why? I love that. I love that. Although his English voice actor sure sounded creepy. He sure did. <laughs> he was he was someone as beautiful as you. <laughs> Ten-year-old mechanic girl. Like that I didn't appreciate at I all. I did not appreciate like that had connotations and I was not about that shit. But I know they didn't mean it. Well, maybe they meant it that way, and I maybe mean, it do, sounds like, better I, in Japanese, but so God, did that sound uncomfortable? Here's what I think, right? Yeah. So, like, seeing Dr. Wily in a Mega Man game is immediately like a a, a Metal Gear Solid, ex, like, discovery <laughs> noise. Like, like, oh my God, yeah. Like, and you are on high alert, and you're like, okay, what what kind of shit like yeah he's got to be the one behind this like what is what's going on here where's it like okay so he builds boats where's the secret robot factory (laughs) where's where's the military boat and i think the idea with the voice actor was basically to give him the most like the most comforting like fatherly just very calm and smooth um and kind voice that they could think of. And so they went for this like <laughs> super like almost sleepy baritone. Yeah. Like to make him the most non-threatening voice that they could go for. It just sounded And they're really ultimately bad. like he's ultimately saying really nice things about role. It just mm, if it didn't sound so terrible, <laughs> it would have been better. It just, like like what, a different sounding voice with, would have been okay. What you end up with is this giantly tall man. <laughs> yeah, he is huge. He is very tall. Like walking up to like what appears certainly to be like ten to twelve year old roll covered in oil and grease, <laughs> fixing some stuff, and being like, "Oh my, you're very talented." I'm oh very my. happy to have my to have my <laughs> ship worked on by someone as beautiful as you. <laughs> it's like, come on, come it's on. It's like, all right, no, 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 no. Like, even you could have even changed some words up. Like, you could have done all of it differently. <laughs> Just let's be real. That that whole sentence, it it didn't. It's not like it killed the vibe of the game, but it no, certainly but made it, that moment like, what the heck? <laughs> it stood out to both of us yeah. independently, and I think that well, says something. Some of the voice acting is funny because it's, you know, it's, it is one of the early vo- games with voice acting. And when you're the opening cutscene where the person's reading like the script of the world, it's so, <laughs> it's so bad. Reading they, the script is the correct, is the correct <laughs> reference to what well, that is. And, and it's even how they change like their intonation for certain words, right? Like it's like, oh, this is evil. And so they try to do like an evil voice, but only for that one word. You're like, dude, no, that's not how this works. There's that bit at the end where he's just like naming off like, yeah, that's the part I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. He, he absolutely goes all in on each of them. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one, right? It sounds so stupid. Uh, I mean, like I we finished. I finished that on stream, and I was like, you know what? That was bad, but he left it all out there, didn't he? <laughs> he really, he really, he really like, gave it his all, man. Yeah, 
He went full. <laughs> he went full audiobook on that shit. <laughs> yeah, or tried, but it was like it's like a, it's like a, a someone trying to do. I don't know. You've you've we've all heard fan voice acting for stuff at some point or another, and it's it's really obvious when it's like, oh, that's just yeah. I know you're trying, but that's that just sounds bad. Overperforming is a thing. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. My my uncle. He's he's he can be kind of a pain, and and he would talk about. He's like, man, acting's the easiest job on the planet. I don't know why they get so much money. I'm like, dude, except that's not because you can instantly tell when someone is acting poorly. Like yes. it's so apparent that you're everybody can feel it. They just sense it at, at, at like the second it starts happening. Right? You can tell immediately, and it it pulls you right out of whatever you're doing. Yeah, like, it doesn't. It does not matter. It's obvious. It's that it ruins the entire experience on some level. Right, and so that moment when it was the intro, I was like, "Uh oh." <laughs> 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 but, but then I, it's it's almost endearing because of only it's it's really old video games kind of get this unique pass sometimes where bad voice acting doesn't necessarily ruin the experience because yes. of the time as long as you can take yourself out of it now if you're going to look at it objectively easily you could rip the whole thing apart yes like, like, no, absolutely from an actual acting perspective yeah um but it's some it's sometimes sort of like man that's fun it's fun to it's yep. it's enjoyable to see this as long as you're able to disconnect from yeah no one's saying this is good. But... I mean, not to bring it back to Symphony of the Night, but like, Die Monster, You Don't Belong in This World, that monologue is awful. Oh, God, it's so it's awesome. It's objectively terrible. <laughs> no, and yeah. everyone loves it. Right. Yeah. And, and and of course, they love it for the, the quote unquote wrong reasons. But yeah, that's, sure. that's, but that's still, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Still, like, it doesn't matter what the reasons are. You still love it. It uh-huh. still would not be the same without that. If they remade that game and didn't and actually tried to like, I'm pretty that, sure one version changed the dialogue and like they changed up what was said. I'm, I'm Well, I, I know that Igarashi came out later and was like, that's not a good translation. And that's not what I was that. Like, that's not what I Wrote that's that. not the vision yeah, yeah that's not what i wrote that scene to say yeah and i could see so there's either there's two ways a creator can take that either either dive in and be like all right fine like this is just how it worked out and double down or like accept it or it's like no that's wrong we need to fix it right, right. and i don't i, I want to say they tried to fix it in one iteration of symphony of the night and to me it was just and I like i guarantee Aw. you everyone was like why would you do that <laughs> yeah like that is that is so that is one of the original uh, like, you know, funny video game quotes that. Yeah, that's, yeah, absolutely. Like, that's one of the first ones I had ever saw or heard about. Like, there was an old website. I think it's around like Zany VG quotes. And that was one of my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, because it because it has voice acting, I would argue it's one of the first that is literally quotable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not just like an image. Yeah, it's just it's just straight. Uh, yeah, that and like the some of the the wild stuff that was said in the original Resident Evil. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, like you can you can pretty much hit any gaming convention and throw down a what is a man? Oh yeah, and, and everyone like, in the room's gonna get yell it back. Finish the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, like, not so, like probably the entire room would if if it was that kind of setting. The entire room will, will will respond with a miserable little pile of secrets. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's. And so we're talking about specifically the opening, the opening monologue. Yes. It's right? it's the very, yeah, it's the very that, beginning. 
the rest of the voice acting I largely think is it's good. Is it's actually good. quite good. Yeah, I, I was impressed. I was honestly so I also <laughs> uh, played Brave Fencer Musashi, um, which had pretty quality voice acting too, and I was kind of surprised that. I was I was genuinely impressed by the voice acting for both games, considering they came out, you know, it was like 97 and 98. Yeah. Like, that's that's early. That that's early like, voice acting. I honestly do not even consider video games to generally have had voice acting in, before like 2000. Yeah, I think I think the first one that really did that it was a that was a huge deal was uh, Final Fantasy X was like the this is a massive game full on voice acted right, right? like right. that was one of the the first ones to, I mean aside from PC games that had voice acting and stuff but I mean sure but that goes nobody, back forever yeah um, don't get me wrong Brave Friends and Musashi had some issues with the voice acting but overall it was I believe it was it was enjoyable I mean um, like not to bring us back a week but like Day of the Tentacle I think the original oh, yeah. had voice acting yeah it did and that yeah, was that 93 was, yeah well and and because I think I had mentioned it, I, f I felt like that just had partially to do with it being associated with, like, Lucas and stuff. And maybe... Oh, yeah, they had the money. <laughs> yeah, and, and the idea that cartoons are a thing, and they really wanted it to feel like a cartoon. Right, yeah. Um. But, yeah, the I was pleasantly surprised with the overall quality of the voice acting. It was very, like, it's very over-the-top and very corny in a way that I would expect from, like, a 90s cartoon. Yeah. But that's literally the aesthetic they're going for, so they nailed it. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I'm, yeah, I, I've, <laughs> I'm still surprised at myself for saying how much I enjoyed this game because I actually was going into it thinking it's going to be a mess. <laughs> like, in a lot I, of ways, it is. But yeah, but it's like a, it's a it really fun mess, a really in a really fun and satisfying way. Okay, so someone in your chat was telling you to build the vacuum power up. Yes, dude, it is awesome okay i powered that thing up and it will suck the the little gems or whatever yes. like the money the, the refractor crystals yeah, yeah from yeah. across the room like it's it's so convenient <laughs> i don't think i ever actually ended up using it it's really really useful because <laughs> you know how you were like oh does it really save much time like it's it's so you could kill something across the room and then suck the crystals to you so in terms of fast farming you could do you can go really quick if you if you feel like powering stuff up or whatever obviously i know that's not your thing but theoretically it it, it makes a substantial difference on uh, Honestly, how fast like, you get the stuff so you don't need very many uh power-ups to like not at all to make it through that game. I, I imagine you could probably do a low percent run in that game. Like, yeah, I'm sure there's fairly like easily. Yeah. Yeah. Like just don't even hardly, don't even hardly like level anything up. Just go with like whatever, whatever equipment you just find going along. Yep. Yeah. I, I manage that's true. Um, it would be difficult, but like not as difficult as doing like some low percent runs. Um, <laughs> good example. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say Ocarina of Time, but I don't actually think Ocarina is that tough. <laughs> I have I have no idea. Every time I've played Ocarina of Time, I've been like, oh, man, I'm going to I'm going to do like a three heart run. And then I'm like, nah, I'm getting that heart container. <laughs> yeah, It's literally more difficult not to. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> My friend did a three heart run of both 64 Zeldas, and it was it was cool. Like, it's it's neat that he did it. It's not. You know what? I did try that. Uh, I did try that one hit KO run of Link to the Past. That was a disaster. Oh, ugh. 
Oh, not for But me. I also did it with crowd control, so people were giving me like ice physics and stuff. So it took me like it took me like twelve hours to do. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. But oh, that's man. different. No, I, I I actually don't have a ton to say about Mega Man Legends and like like that's that's I don't I know. Mean, I, like, I just I, I like just enjoyed the, the experience. Gameplay, oh yeah, please just, do, please do. Yeah. But like the gameplay I, I don't know, like I you're just sort of exploring the, the world. Interesting part. Yeah, you're, you're you're exploring the world. You're walking around. It's it's fairly populated, considering it's you know a 1997. Well, I suppose it's really a 98 open world game. Yeah. So like, there's there's a the town's fairly large. You, there's cool fast travel with the car. Yeah. Um, like, it you get your, would have been a significantly worse game without that because it oh, is yes. a lot of running. Yes, yes. A lot worse, actually, I think. I think it would have been, it would have gone from being fun to just tedious. Yes. And I don't, I don't think I would have finished it without the ability to travel around like that. Yeah. Um, but considering the Mega Man Legends is a disc based game, um, pretty impressed, actually, that it, uh, that it, the zones load so fast. I was going to ask you that because obviously I'm playing on my PlayStation. Um, yes, of course. <laughs> with my real copy of the game. Yes. So, when you, if you were to theoretically, the load play times and, are basically what you would expect from from hardware. Wow, that's pretty neat. I didn't, I didn't know if that was emulated on purpose or if it's just how yeah, it would, you would all go. Think that considering you're you're running it on, you know, a, a a piece of machinery that is several dozen times stronger than the original, yeah, hardware, yeah. that it might just like spin up a lot faster. But I think a lot of it is actually software locked. Mm, that makes sense. So. Yeah, you don't really notice a difference in load times. Okay. Yeah, it's it's so I think the I don't know. Okay, were you impressed when you first walked into town? Like, just not the actual town, but into like the, the marketplace. Yes. And the, the there were. Arcade. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but when you could go in the shops. Yes. That surprised me. I was I more impressed when I realized that you just go into the shops for no reason. That's what I mean. That's like, okay, yeah. Like, it, it's just like, modeled so you can hang out in there and talk to people. It's and just the music to make shop, the world more alive. Yeah, and the music shop has like six different tunes that you can listen to. Yep. And they play, I mean, sure, they're, they're extremely short, but they're still there. Yeah. And you can just chat with people like, yeah, I'm listening to music. It's cool. I'm like, okay, what? <laughs> This is a, are you trying to make a living world? What's happening? That, that <laughs> game has love in it. It does. That game I, I, has real love and effort. Like you can, it's one of those games. It's very rare that from a major publisher, you can see a, like a Capcom or even a Nintendo or Sega mm -hmm. or some, or someone like that. It's very rare that you see a game with all of these little personal touches that like, don't really do anything towards the overall like vision, but you can just feel someone's like, you can just feel an individual person's love. Yeah. In, like, like in putting that there and being like, this will be cool. Like they put the TV. I mean, obviously it's a tube screen TV and the person's like, I'm a movie fanatic. I'm buying a DVD player or whatever yeah, it was yeah. like, like I, I don't know what in, it was in, like, about the electronic the... store. <laughs> like It just, and the, none of the that whole serves game. any purpose. They're not even. They're not giving you a hint. Nope. They're not giving you. It's just world not, building. Yeah, it's just building up the world. There's that one lady in the dress shop who's like, "Hey, buy this for me." <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but I like that she's she's first saying like, "Hey, do you like this?" Or 
Yeah, does it, do you think this looks good does, on me? Yeah, like, oh, then why don't you buy it for me or whatever? It's like, okay, okay. And, you're, and, and then it gives you a choice. Like, she doesn't just say it. It's like you have a yes or no. I'm sorry. This game has some, well, maybe not a bunch, but it has seriously the most savage choice I think I've ever experienced in a game where the person, somebody's like, hey, what do you think I should add to my painting that I'm working hard on? <laughs> I know it's <laughs> and you so have the option the answers of are some blue or yeah. talent. Yes, you can. I think it might be yeah, it's blue or red. I don't remember anymore. And it's or talent. And the option is literally like you can select talent. Yeah. That's so, so savage, can, dude. So the the actual the actual uh <laughs> like interaction as like if you if you take the if you take that option is like imagine walking up to a street painter and the street painter's like what do you think of this i think i think it's missing something what do you think it's missing and you're like i think it's missing some talent <laughs> Mike, you just walk, walk away. away and jump on a car <laughs> like you just also also i i experienced the first time when i watched i watched part of you playing the very first time you I, I so I missed you doing all the beginning stuff, but I when I watched you play it, I watched you do some f- combat in a cave. I want to say that like starting cave, and then I stopped for a bit, and I came back, and you were walking around a city, and you got yeah. pelted by a car. I sure and did. God, that dude GTA didn't even do that until they added physics engines, like real physics. Like that, that's so fun that they were like, yeah, let's have you get hit by a car and have it just knock you on your ass. <laughs> and actually, like. It knocks you down and it deals damage. It deals it damage. Like, watch, watch the road, jerk. <laughs> I literally, like, there was a point where I got back from a boss fight with, like, zero health and I had no, to, like, run no. back to the save point. Were you afraid of the car? I literally was, like, looking both ways before I crossed the street. Oh, I missed that. I, w- I wish I had seen you do that. Because, oh, man. like, I would have actually had, like... If I'd gotten hit by a car, I would have actually died and had to do the boss fight again. Oh, I love that so much. Like, I uh, don't think I've ever had that feeling before. Well, not I'm sure I'm sure not that specific one where you're afraid of a, a taxi in, in your open world adventure game. <laughs> I will admit, when playing Grand Theft Auto. I think it was Vice City was notorious for this, where sometimes you would walk off a sidewalk and take like 40% of your life damage. Oh, um, just because like weird physics falling bugs? <laughs> yeah. So I, I have been afraid of, of stupid things in video games before, but but being afraid of a taxi being like coming down the road in, in the little city space is just, just it's precious and, and hilarious. Yeah. Um, I, later, later Yakuza games, you can get, you can start getting hit by cars. Yeah, I watched that happen to you for the first time when you were playing us uh, uh, in in seven. Anyways, when it happened, yeah, like, you were because yeah, it was like in a yeah, because it was in like a random battle, and then you're like, oh my god, because <laughs> oh, yeah, it was like a ridiculous a scene. Like, like people can actually get run over if you knock them out into the street in battle, but like, and that's what happened there. But like, you can also just be running around the map, and if you just run out into the street, you will just get hit for like a hundred damage. <laughs> So like I, I was know. sort of trained it. So the first time I, I discovered it, I literally was like, "Okay, I see cars driving around and they're going kind of fast. Can you get hit by cars?" And I think there's a clip of it where I literally ask. <laughs> the, the comedic timing is perfect, and it's like, can, "All right, so I have to know: Can I get hit by cars?" <laughs> yep. Like just immediately in in response. 
<laughs> now, Man. to... To be fair, I do run at the car because I'm trying to. I'm testing it. You're, I'm actually you're testing it. Out. Yeah, but like, still, the the timing is is very fun. Mm. Love when that happens. Yeah, like it's it's so funny because these are the things that I will remember about the game. Like, I know like everyone's saying Mega Man, Mega Man, Mega Man, Mega Man instead of having some sort of one syllable nickname. It's like you really should just just have something that takes less time to say to call him. <laughs> Especially if you're going to be saying it every single Mega time. Man. It's like they never use pronouns. It's like, <laughs> like if hey, they're ahead of their time. Okay, if if, if Mega Man is <laughs> like Mega Man has to go to this ruin, and when Mega Man gets there, Mega Man has to find the has to find this item so that we the can Mega make Man, this Mega item Man. for Mega Man. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't know. I also thought that this was going to just be kind of shoehorned into whatever the lore of Mega Man is. I didn't I didn't realize that Mega Man Volnut is its own Mega Man thing. Yeah, this is like, a different person in the which, same way that X is different from uh, Mega Man. Oh, right. Yes. What, I don't actually know what the original one is called. I think there's a I think there's a specific name for him. That's not just Mega Man. It's like Mega Man something. OK, um, yeah. But so yeah. I didn't I didn't know like I, I I knew there were different iterations of Mega Man but I thought when they like so in Project X Zone one of the power ups is like mm. all the Mega Men shoot I think it's in Smash Brothers actually yes. too yeah it is. um and maybe that's what I'm thinking of and and it's like, like all, all the of different the different iterations of Mega Man all line up and fire their shots at the same time yeah and so I thought that was just fun because of different art styles I didn't literally know that they were different they're characters. actually all different characters yeah and like with completely different universes and they're not it's yep. not like zelda where, where nintendo's like yeah this was this was planned from the start obviously <laughs> so from what i understand Mega Man legends is actually like a major time skip end of the world removed from the rest of the canon yeah that's like what, that's... this is like this is like hundreds if not thousands of years later yeah, okay. So it's Mega like, Man Legends is like the Breath of the Wild for the Mega Man <laughs> universe. Yeah, yeah, it's like everything that you remember from all that other stuff is gone. Right. There it's is all, still yeah. a Mega Man, and there is apparently it's still a Wily and a Roll. But, like, <laughs> this is a different world with different stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, because then, and then this... I, oh man, I'm, I don't, I don't, I really don't want to play Legends, because my understanding is the Legends story opens up even more questions... And yeah, I, I, I have heard that um, Legends 2 asks more questions than it answers, and then Legends 3 didn't happen. Right, right. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually quite content with what happened in the story and, and where it's left, even though it's wide open, because it was... It, it, does, get, it does drop you a little, like, to-be-continued... Uh, uh, a to be continued cliffhanger but it's like it's not a real serious cliffhanger it's just kind of like the story is not deep like enough is like it feels like the end of a pokemon episode <laughs> yeah yeah exactly where you know there's more but it's okay yeah it's like because it, it literally ends on that scene with the bonds in the in the ocean yeah where they and, and they, it's just they like fished up the giant the giant uh crystal but they're the like super crystal and they're like this will be this will make us super rich except we're stranded out here and have no power. And I don't know if we can stay afloat hauling it. So I guess we'll just have to keep going. The and, end. And then the, the, the to be continued basically feels like a, you know, see you space cowboy. Yeah. It's like, we'll see, it's like, totally we'll, a see you we'll space cowboy. The next episode. Yeah. 
that uh, may or may not actually connect to this one. Apparently it does. <laughs> Apparently Legends 2 picks up from like that exact scene. I believe and it just does. Continues. Yeah, and I think I think the the misadventures of um Tronbon is like right before the Mega Man Legends stuff. Playing as I mean obviously Tron. Yeah. Um and then Legends 3 was supposed to take place right after 2 uh and and you know we'll we'll, we'll never know. I'm deeply upset that her name isn't Tronbone. I don't know what it is. I just figured it was no, Bond. No, they say the it babies. out loud. It is Tronbone. They are okay. the Bonds. They say yeah, that okay, out loud. That's what, but yeah, like, that's what I... Th- for years, only reading it and never actually hearing it, I was like, oh, that's silly. They have a character named Trombone. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder... Because the, the Mega Man does do a lot of, like, bass and treble. That's what I was thinking, is, like, it's it's just another music reference. But then like, they're going for sweets, I guess. Because the baby's name is like Bon Bon. Well, what what is a Tron Bon? I don't know. Like, can what's you the other brother's Tron name? Bon? I'm, I can't think of what the other brother's name is. Um, oh, man, I've lost it. Oh, God. I expected him to be like, I, I ended up liking him a lot better than I thought I would. I Yep, yep. They, okay. Like, I thought he was going to be just, like, generic cackling Oh, Teasel? Teasel? Teasel, yeah. Teasel yeah, bomb? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did too. And then he was like, oh, no, he's actually quite fun. He's and I a even, big, like, dumb goof. <laughs> yeah, and I like the part where they're like, yeah, okay, we give up. We'll, 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 uh, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get out of your way kind of a thing. And then they're like, ha, 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 just kidding. But it was, like, the best. It was, like... It's it's kind of plays the same role as oh you've never played the game uh, I was gonna say Groose where he's like an idiot kind of rude dude but then it turns out he's actually like lovable and yeah he 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 means he doesn't necessarily mean well but he ends up meaning well <laughs> yes so like the way this was described to me and I think it's the I think this is the proper the proper way to refer to uh, refer to the bonds in general yeah is that um. They are neither protagonists or antagonists. They are rivals. Okay, yeah, yeah. They are the Vegeta. Yeah, they're the Vegeta, right, yeah. Where, like, sometimes they're working against you and sometimes they're working for you. But, like, when when things are really serious and you need help, you can, you know, they'll they'll be be on your side because they don't actually want the world to end. Right. (laughs) Go figure. (laughs) But, like, you know, when the stakes are low, they'll fight you. But when the stakes are high, they'll help you. (laughs) yeah yeah the the names i appreciate that the 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 names are are uh what's the professor it's like (laughs) barrel casket like (laughs) oh god i don't even remember the i think the old like the old bear the the dude that's like sort of your i don't i think he's your well not technically but i think he found Mega Man as a baby but i think he's roll's grandfather is just named barrel casket like that's a (laughs) Thanks, thanks, English English translations. I don't know if that's actually what his name is in Japanese or not. I'm not gonna even I, pretend I hope like it is. that's the dumbest name in the Mega Man canon because it's not no. even close. <laughs> fair, fair. Let's be real here. In the original, like, <laughs> like in the original uh, Mega Man <laughs> translation, like we got Doctor Light. But like they actually intend to call him Doctor Wright because he's on because he's right because he's on the right side of, you know, <laughs> the right side of the law. Yeah, he he's he is he is the correct one who is good. 
Oh my god. So like, yeah, no, the names are stupid. I don't really know where they got Volnut from. Is that just like the name he's given, or does that mean something? Or so I think the Volnuts is the type of Mega Man because you know Juno, the final boss. His name is Mega Man Juno. So Mega right, Man is yeah. just like a name that these, this, they, whatever they gave him in ancient, whatever this ancient society was that's supposed to help rule over stuff, which I think is explained more in the second game, which is why the game opens up a bunch more than actually explains because it's supposed to be, you know, a trilogy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I have no, I don't know. I think Volmut maybe is just that. Is it like his classification? That classification. Yeah, that's kind of what I think. Yeah, that I think that's I, I think the game actually covers it somewhat or it, or maybe someone in chat said it. So like this is something that I was told already and I should probably know, but I've forgotten. That's OK. I mean, I literally played the game like four days ago and it's it's already <laughs> slipping. I'm really glad you played it. I like I, I, I can't tell you how much I like I would I would wholeheartedly if, if you can get past the jank of the controls for the first hour of the game, then if you like the style of game it goes without saying I think it's fa- I think it's fun. I think it holds up today even. Honest to God, I really like the world. But, or just watch a Let's Play. I, I that would be aste- just as fine too. I think the aesthetics of it hold up a lot better than the gameplay of it. But like, oh yeah, totally. The aesthetics I, the, and the and the style and the world building of it are so good. Yeah. That like I I think it's actually worth the jank. I can't tell you how much I, I was genuinely surprised by how good a ps1 or a fairly early pretty early ps1 mm-hmm. game looked to like playing it today it where, is actually in terms of the animations pretty. now now sometimes there are some hilarious moments there's there's one part where i was in the market and i looked off in the distance and saw somebody's face and just because they couldn't actually render the faces when it's far away yeah, it looked like a really bad smiley face so it was yeah. just like two eyes and a dumb looking smile it looks yep. super out of place but then yep. as you got closer the face looks fine uh and i don't I, obviously this is an impossible it's it's always impossible to really be able to um talk about graphics when you kind of grew up with these graphics as a like you know we we ps1 graphics they they usually are off-putting i would i would say like pretty universally i've tried playing a lot of ps1 games that were considered good that i never like soul reaver i i couldn't it, the game was just so hideous looking like it was mm. i just hated the way that it looked yeah and it felt archaic like to control so it wasn't fun whereas this game although the I, with z targeting i think it would obviously be better that goes without saying but even without it combat was manageable and it's not it's not a horribly difficult game let's be honest right um, no it's not there's a lot of leeway there uh i i would say the the i don't know i i can't really think of something that i didn't like overall like i'm trying to i, I will say i didn't i didn't i don't like the names that they give the people because that just felt uncomfortable when they kept saying it because there's that part of my brain that's like what are you gonna say <laughs> what what word are you using for these people that dig <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah like that just felt yeah awkward. that was a thing that i was just like all right don't don't think about it they're just they just dig because they just kept saying it and i was like god i feel like i'm in a south park skit where someone's gonna slip and say the wrong thing that one specific <laughs> south park skit yes yes, yes. <laughs> i know the answer but i don't think i should say it i well yeah. <laughs> uh in in japan apparently they were called dig outers um yeah that also wouldn't have worked because what the hell japan (laughs) i think i think pretty much 
anything would have been better than either of those names. Um, I mean, like, Spelunkers might have worked, but then that's, you know, that's long and unwieldy, like... I I just that was the only part that I was really like I don't I don't like I don't like when you say that I know it's not what you're saying but it just makes me uncomfortable I know it's close enough to make me like to make me like tense up every time I hear it well especially because there are some times where they were talking about they're like oh you're that weird person that blank and I was like oh geez come on (laughs) come on NPCs Where, yeah. And I know that's it's I have this is not a knock on the game and this is my own. No, just, it's totally like, it's totally innocent. Right. It's it's this is not any way talking about the game at all. It's it's just sort of like one of those. Oh, man, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. No, I had the I had the same uh, I had the same the same general reaction about it. For <laughs> yeah. Sure. But yeah, the, the game, uh, you know, the um, even even some of the variety of the the like way the like uh the, the varying events like it wasn't all just exploring you had the events where you know you're standing on your the boat and you're fighting yeah, things yeah. from your boat and you kind of have to manage oh i need to use a ranged accessory to now yeah, i never ran into a problem actually there was actually a little bit of stuff like that where it's like you need to equip the right thing for this it's not just about having like really good it's not about having whatever you think is strongest it's like there are certain tools that are better for certain yeah that was cool gameplay and I liked getting the helmet and putting the helmet on, so your yeah, your, your bed hair was gone. Like that that's was fun. Neat. Um, the the hover skates or whatever they were called was sweet. Did you play any of the uh, TV station games? Uh, just a little bit, to be honest. I watched you do them, and I was like, I don't want to do this. They are not good, but I yeah. <laughs> the the they are they're, they're sort they're, of like it's fun that they're there. Yes, it's it's fun that they're there. The <laughs> the 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 one where you have to rollerblade through town man that was that was rough yeah the, the first like, two it, are like actually pretty easy and then that last one is just like yeah that's the one perfectly I mean. the first time idiot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's i think i spent probably a half hour trying to get that <laughs> did you do it i did i i got it nice but like i, I don't it wasn't worth it <laughs> no other than like for my own self satisfaction, I did look up how much money you need to like upgrade the, like some of the quote unquote best weapons, and some of them it's like ten million dollars. I was or whatever. say it gets like it scales out of control. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is this can't possibly be necessary, and it sure isn't. <laughs> no, it sure isn't. You don't even have to get all the normal priced upgrades. No, no. It's, and honestly, it's... like the the Juno fight at the end of the game is it is tricky. But like, it, it's but it's not, a very strict pattern. Yeah, it's it's and it's it's a very easy to understand pattern. There's a very easy way to get out of the way of most of that if you know what you're doing. Like, yeah, you can pr- like you could probably practice that for an hour and no damage it. <laughs> yeah, I also like that that fight where he's like you 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 kill his body, and then he's just a floating head, and he's like, oh, yeah. are you ready to die? And he's like, <laughs> I know he doesn't say it quite like that, but he's just so Basically, friendly. Yeah. As, as he's like yeah let's i'm attaching myself to this other robot body now yeah <laughs> i'm gonna kill you it's, i, it I enjoyed actually, that like it's a kind of a cool villain i'm not usually a big fan of the like 11th hour villain reveal where it's like okay so you're the big bad and we didn't hear anything about you until five seconds ago but okay so i think i i i almost 
completely agree with you in every setting. This one, it worked, I think, only because they kind of unlocked all of that stuff about Mega Man 2. It wasn't just like, hey, there's a big bad here and he's controlling everything behind the scenes. It's like, well, right. actually, there's a much deeper story here than you're yes. led to believe. And that's going to be explained because there's going to be more games, theoretically. So that's 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 the only time I'm okay. I'm, I like enjoy that type of reveal. Otherwise, it's sort of like, oh, cool, there's... Actually, now we're just battling fate for whatever yeah. reason, right? You've, like you've then it's sort of tacked stupid. on. You've just tacked on a. Uh, uh, <laughs> you've tacked on the version of we're killing God that you want to go with today. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So that but yeah, I, no, I like generally I don't like that. In this case, like I think he's actually a pretty good villain because they're because the lead up to like, yeah, there's an ancient thing down here and you probably shouldn't mess with it. And then you find out why. Yeah, well, but and it's also interest- like he's really unsettling in the way that he does just kind of smile and have that little, that little like you know princely anime character, just like oh well. I totally expected I guess him. You're not ready, right? Yeah, yeah, because I totally expected him at one point to have like a super evil face. Like, yeah, at some point he was gonna like you know do the really creepy evil eyes or like have a yeah. big spooky frown. He never does ever. Like the Even- mask drops, and then it's like oh here's the evil. Yeah, but he's he's actually just he's like I'm just a computer and he's like it worked cuz I I I managed to distract you long enough and I'm going off I'll be I'll be excited to do this again when I need to next time. Like it's right, right. it was a really interesting final boss like v- it villain was. cuz he was very very he was very even. Yeah. Like and and you know, as he should be because as he's a literally computer. just a robot executing a program. Right, yeah, it makes per- but but they but most of the time characters are not written that way, right? Right, right. <laughs> um so yeah, so that, I, like I that. agree. That was actually really cool. Um, boy, they sure did just pull like, like, uh, what's the word? Um, not open source, but uh, <laughs> royalty free, just straight royalty free classical music for that final boss fight, and several <laughs> other things in the game. Just a little, just a little uh, Johan there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, okay. We just, all right. There's no, there's no budget for new music here. Just arrange. Okay, sure, I guess. Like it's not bad, but boy, that is like that is a low effort boss theme. <laughs> yeah, that's like what you'd expect from like a student project final boss music. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> like they definitely did arrange it. It's not like they just played a recording or anything. But like, it really makes it. It really kind of paints a picture of what working at Capcom might have been like even then like for 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 you know a flagship series where maybe they really were just like you know this is the money you have deal with it yeah like there's no there's no wiggle room there it reminds me of um Koji Kondo was going to use Bolero the the classical piece Mm -hmm. Bolero yeah as the main overworld theme for the Legend of Zelda (laughs) up until like a week before the game came out what what, ha- what changed some him? sort of like i don't know it was like some sort of rights pro- problem where like it wasn't it wasn't royalty free or it wasn't like okay couldn't use it or something so Is we this- had to throw something <laughs> together last minute and he literally <laughs> thought up the legend of zelda theme in the bathtub like that night are we this is this is that one of those rare moments where we all say thank you thank you so much copyright law yep <laughs> yep Oh so my it God. feels like it feels like this is like the timeline of like what if that didn't happen? Yeah. <laughs> so instead of having the like instead of having the really 
the really big epic final boss theme we just get <laughs> like i don't even remember what it was mozart or whatever yeah it was it was something i'm pretty sure it was a uh johan like little little i don't know little fugue or and something like that i don't yeah, know yeah that might be it yeah I don't. Remember. I don't know. I'm, you know what? I might I'm be. You look know it what? Up and put it at the end of this podcast, so we'll all find I, out. I could be totally wrong. I, I as I was starting to say it, I was like, I don't know anything about classical music. I should shut up. <laughs> I, I was... just like you played it recently. I finished this like three weeks ago, so my memories are getting are already getting foggy. So I have to look it back up. Oh man, yeah. You you have a nice you have a nice uh out. <laughs> I don't. Um, but yeah, overall, I like it. I, I enjoyed this game. I'm really happy whoever suggested it because it's one that I've actually wanted to play since pretty much it came out. I just never did. And then I decided I didn't want to because of Z targeting. And I was like, yeah, there's no way this could possibly be good. I I let the I let that like that snooty person inside of me that totally wants to tip his fedora be like, yo, how could I possibly <laughs> play this game? Right? Like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That I'm I'm. I'm so happy I, I put that person right back where he belongs. <laughs> I am glad that you talked yourself out of it and then back into it specifically for this podcast. Yeah, me too. What a it, what a good day. Yeah, what a what a this is the perfect use of the podcast. Yeah, I mean this is like exactly what I wanted to do retro games for is like this feeling of like, man, I'd heard about this game but never played it, and it's awesome and I love it now. I'm so happy I played it. Yeah, it's it's it is really cool because now it's one of those ones where if they were to release like a Legends collection or like oh, something yeah, like yeah. that, I would be excited about Legends remastered. Yeah, that'd be sick, dude. Yeah, I would super like and just like add the Z targeting in like the stuff yep. from Legends 2 and just make it play smoother. I would absolutely play that game again. So Mega Man 64 is Mega Man Legends exactly the same without any control differences Except it's worse because it's on the 64 and they didn't optimize anything. <laughs> yep, that's that's basically what I understand. In fact, they removed the, voice the same lines. Game, but worse. Yeah. Yep. Uh. So. So, so we played the good version. So yeah, because I looked into it a little bit. I was like you know, I because I forgot that I when when we when we found out we had to play it for the podcast. I looked into it a little bit. I was like, oh, which one should I play? I wonder if Dean should play one. I should play the other. And I was like, oh no. Okay. This this is just. Just avoid the 64 one like yep. the plague. And apparently the PC one's not great either, but I don't know if that was just because of age or something. Or, you oh, know, I people... didn't even know there was a PC one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a PC one, but I remember it. people saying it was not great, but I, that could also just be because when when you're, you know, it would have been three years later or whatever, whenever it sure. came out on PC, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Imagine telling like the U of 1997 that the PlayStation version is better than the 64 version. <laughs> you Man, I love thought. I probably I was I was such a Nintendo die unless it was an RPG. Then I love my PlayStation. That's fair. <laughs> but I didn't even play uh, Symphony of the Night until the PS2 was out by the time I played it. I want to say I, I was, first I played just... Symphony of the Night on the Xbox 360. I know, yeah, we talked about that last week or something like that. Yeah, because I actually had ago, the I, I actually had the 360 booted up, and I was like, "Oh, there's my copy of Symphony of the Night." This is which is actually my first experience with the game ever, dude. When they, when I, when I saw that on on 360, bought it immediately, played it. Then they released it on PS4 like three years ago. I was, I I I, uh, I got it at release and just played it for you know. 12 hours to do everything in it I, I i love symphony of the night so much that game is so good it's not even my first igarashi like metroidvania style castlevania game 
Because mm-hmm. my first one was uh, Portrait of Ruin on the DS. Whoa! <laughs> That's like the last one. <laughs> oh no, there was the third one. There was Order of Ecclesia or something. Yeah, right? Order of Ecclesia. And then there's two. Uh, there's two um, Sorrow games. There's Ari of Sorrow for the GBA, which is actually the next one after Symphony of the Night, which is really good because that's the one where they... Oh, Ari of Sorrow is awesome. You mean in terms of story and stuff, some, right? Uh, absorbing the enemy abilities, which is super oh, God. cool. That game's awesome. Yeah, Harmony of Dissonance was okay, but it it didn't um, and, it didn't uh, have the... The absorbing of the enemies was so good. Yeah, and then Dawn of Sorrow is the, the direct follow-up to that, and that's on the DS. Yep. And then they do yeah, that Portrait was... of Ruin and Order of Ecclesia, which I really liked, but apparently no one else does. Huh. I, I, I own it, and I played it. I don't remember much of it, but that's not uh, that's not indicative of my feelings about the game, because when I finally got it... So I had... You you know Dawn of Sorrow's on the DS, because it's DS, because that's, you know, Nintendo Dawn naming. Dawn of Sorrow. Yeah. I mean, it's just like Deadly si- Silence for the Resident Evil. Uh, yeah remake and there's a bunch of other silly things like that but i i bought it when it came out it was when i was at michigan tech i want to say it was when that game came out and, and kyle actually played it before i did because he's like dude can i play i was like yeah sure and so then i don't know why but i never played it and then when um it's it's now has like a really strong place in my memory because when when my dad got sick i had the, my ds with me and i had that game and i was like mm-hmm. well I need to kill a lot of time right now. Yeah. So I, I started playing that and I like got every single, like I did everything you could do in that game, but yeah. it was because of like the timing of it, that it became such a strong memory. So I didn't play yeah, it till I, way I later that. too. I, I, I can definitely oh, understand awesome. that. You just build like a strong association. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how kind of how I got into comic books too. Cause it was, it was in that exact same time frame where yeah. I was like, I'm at my dad's and I got nothing to do. Let's, let's look at some comic books that would be cool to buy. And then, like I bought one that I shouldn't have been able to understand at all because it was like the culmination of years of comic books booking. Oh, where you, it was you just... bought like the ending arc? Yeah, I bought this one. It's called Final Crisis, which is incredibly fun. It's such a fun read. And I was like, this is comic books today? Holy crap. And I yeah, just yeah. got super hooked into like reading DC and and, and uh, like Batman lore and stuff. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um Final Crisis is, is it, it has this moment, I think I've talked about this before, but there's this really fun part where Superman has to pick up a book that's infinitely heavy. Like, it's literally infinitely heavy and Superman manages to pick it up. And I that's that's when I realized, oh man, comic books, they just, it, it's all, it's really just about the imagination of the writer. Yeah. Where Because where, that, that line, it could either be stupid, and you're like, really, this is just dumb. But the way that they presented that scene and the art that went with is like, this is so much fun watching the strongest thing on the entire like galaxy, multi- multiple universes, try and pick up a book. It's yeah. just, it's just like a, it's, it's just like, a, what if unstoppable force versus immovable <laughs> object, but the immovable object is a book. Yeah, it was, that's oh, a good time. But yeah, so that's, that's my, uh, that's what I have to say about Mega Man Legends. <laughs> and some other things. <laughs> Symphony of the Night made a strong, like, Symphony of the Night made a, a strong guest appearance today. I feel like we brought it up three different times for three different reasons. I mean, it, 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 it's sort of like a legendary game. It's kind of like, I, I think Symphony of the Night goes into the category of if you enjoy playing video games you should at least look at a video of symphony of the night like it's it's right up there for me in terms of it, it's in, definitely impactful. formative in in 
in the entire canon it's it's on the mario 64 tier yeah that's what i'm trying to say it's it's like right up there as as you should at least know what it is even if you've never played it (laughs) yeah if i mean i I suppose saying the words should when we're talking about a hobby like video games is maybe a little extreme (laughs) it is it is important to video game history which you can choose to care about or not (laughs) yeah right um, like, I so don't wanna, yeah, I don't want to throw any shade at someone who just like no, please, I I don't want to be that person. Minecraft and doesn't really give a damn about boomer games from the nineties. That is, you are you are just as important. Yeah, <laughs> really, truly, it doesn't. I don't, I don't like. But I think the idea. I, I think it's fair to say that we both sort of like. I don't know that we would necessarily throw this label on ourselves, but like. Yeah, you know, we're kind of in that realm of like video game historians. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, like, there, it's just by virtue of being this involved with video games for this long, yeah. well, it, and it doing just happens. This podcast that's literally about old video games when we want it to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, when it when it suits us. Yeah. Which is most of the time, we usually follow our own rules. It's it's literally only twice that we've really hard broken the rule. Yeah. True. True. But Except like, for when we do dread, no. <laughs> I mean, that'll probably be number three. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, like it's, you know, it like we care about old games and the and the legacies that they leave behind. And if you also care about old games and and the legacy of like how we got here in video games, Symphony of the Night is a really important touchstone. Yeah, even even if it's just to <laughs> to laugh at some really silly voice acting. <laughs> Weirdly, Mega Man Legends is not, but maybe it should be. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's I, I guess on the scale of important video games, it's hard to throw Mega Man Legends in there only because, while well, sure it was before Ocarina of Time, like Ocarina of T- Time in terms of gameplay surpassed it in virtually every way. Yeah. Um, may, maybe not world building. Like the Ocarina of Time world is sort of fun, but it's only fun because Nintendo tries to shoehorn a story into the overall theme of right what zelda has become uh yeah Mega Man legends actually does a good job of telling an actual story it's not a yes. great story no but it's at a any very given simple moment story. you pretty much know what's going on yeah and and like i i really i enjoyed the characters and again that's partially because i like old anime also like that yeah. it's very much a kid's anime mm-hmm. story uh but if you like that I think, a good have, way. I think you'd have fun i actually think you can purchase the game right now on psn as long as you know they decide that people want to play old video games because god who would ever want to do that (laughs) certainly not us here on the retro breakdown we're we're next week we're going to be diving into an even older video game not not by by much much. not by much i was about to say it's it was like one of the very last super nintendo games to come out i think they're i think they're separated by like about a year (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is because because uh, I'm I want to say that Lufia Two came out like a couple months <laughs> before the Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, that sounds about right. This one will be more you you taking the reins because I started playing it and I was like I just I don't have it in me to to play this it's one. So this long, one I will. So I don't even I blame you. You like you would not be able to. You go through games in a flash, and I'm super impressed by that. But I don't think you'd be able to get through this in. No, it's know. it's. Unless I, because I, well, we'll talk about it next week, basically. But yeah. you will. This will be more of uh, Dean telling about his experiences with with Luthia, and I believe you can watch him play. On they YouTube. are being published on YouTube, so you know you could check it out early. Slash Time Wanderer. Yeah, yeah. So do that. And, link in uh, the description. <laughs> link, link in the link in the description. <laughs> 
I still don't remember what that final boss fight theme was, but you're going to hear it right now because this thing is over.